0: We got some company, right? We got our gay, lesbian Sisters and brothers with us this time We got our Hispanic, Asian Native American sisters and brothers With us this time I think Dr.
2: All right, winesellermedia It's uh, William J Jackson hopping in this one. Uh, we will get to the gosh darn uh, Joe Rogan clip. It's a uh, pretty good stuff. It's not an N word clip, and it's not Joe Rogan. You know how the Joe Rogan fans always tell you that he just has really good guests. It's about the guests. Joe Rogan's just a guy that likes to ask questions, and he has really good guests, though. That's the fun part. Let's get to that. But I'd like to get a little uh, a little update in um, in racism news, racism history, and some work that was done by Black activists using lynching souvenirs. Um, I, they say to expose American violence. I'd say it's. Kind of on Front Street, American violence is normal. It's called the Star-Spangled Banner. It's about murdering people.
3: <laughs> Whatever.
2: God. <laughs> some
3: of the most troubling records we have of America's history of racist violence. There's some of the most troubling records we have of America's history of racist violence. 19th and early 20th century black and white photos of the lynchings of African Americans. For her new documentary, filmmaker Christine Turner examined hundreds of these pictures, focused particularly on the ones that people who attended these lynchings sent as postcards to family and friends. Her documentary short is called Lynching Postcards, Token of a Great Day. Christine Turner, welcome.
4: Thank you so much for having me, Adrian.
3: Token of a Great Day, why that title?
4: Token of a Great Day um, actually comes from a handwritten message um, on the back of one of these lynching postcards. And it speaks to the attitude and, and, and the view um, point of many of the participants at these um, public spectacle lynchings. You know, these postcards were mementos; They were souvenirs from these, this event. And so um, for some, they were a token of a great day.
3: You open your film with a shot of one of these postcards. It's an image of a black man hung from a tree but you've zoomed in so that what we see of him are his dangling feet, and what we're really the focused on are the white men you. standing beneath him, looking right at the camera, several of them smiling. Why did you focus in on them? What did you see in their gaze?
4: Well, you know, I think that, for me, this story is so much about the participants of the lynching, more so than of the people who had been victimized. And I wanted to train the audiences eyes on those participants. And what we see in them is a sense of pride. I think oftentimes we think that lynchings are these um, spontaneous events, right? That a group of men in the woods, um, you know, decide to suddenly lynch someone. But these were um, planned events and it wasn't just the KKK, for example. These were ordinary people from all different social classes, men, women, and children who attended the events.
3: And children. Something that surprised me watching your film was was to learn that at the places where an upcoming lynching had been announced, photographers would strike deals with town officials to get a prime spot at the front of the crowd. These photographs and these postcards became a whole industry
4: exactly and in the film there's one particular lynching that we focus in on it's the story of jesse washington who was lynched um in 1916 in in waco texas and his lynching took place at city hall and the town photographer his name was uh fred gildersleeve um, actually you know worked with the local government to find a place to photograph the lynching that would take place Um, And these photographs that Gildersleeve took were later turned into postcards that were sold in the community. Uh,
3: Why did these pictures get turned into postcards? I mean, why were people clamoring for these souvenirs from these events?
4: Really, it was a a way, I think, to um, sort of relive that experience of of attending the lynching, right? And that sense of power and control, as uh, historian uh, Lee Rayford talks about in the film, And it was also a way to disseminate that experience and to share that experience with friends and family. And in one postcard uh, that is featured in the film, in the message on the back, the young man is writing to his parents and he says, this is the barbecue that we had last night. And I think in a way, these messages on the back are are just as chilling as the images on the front.
3: These postcards were clearly a celebration of white supremacy, right? But at some point, they did become a tool for people who decided to do something about lynching, to to launch anti-lynching campaigns. How how did these postcards become the tool that these activists used?
4: What anti-lynching activists such as the NAACP did is they really turned these postcards on their head and they used them as evidence in their fight against lynching. So they laid them out there to really shame the country and the world. Um, and to make people aware of of what was happening all over. So in making this film, it was really important to me to um, make a film that wasn't just going to be another story of victimization, but really this is a story of black resistance. And at its core, it's about how these postcards were ultimately um, turned on their head and, and were subverted by these black activists.
3: It reminded me of the way that images and films have become such an important part of today's fights for racial justice. The global uprising over George Floyd's killing under Derek Chauvin's knee was sparked by a cell phone video. The white men who chased and killed Ahmaud Arbery in Georgia, they filmed it themselves both of those cases have been called modern-day lynchings caught on tape. Were those parallels on your mind at all as you made your film?
4: Absolutely. I mean, I was thinking a lot about Amon Arbery's murder and, and the way in which it was captured on video by the murderers and then how that video was later um, used um, against them. And I think, for me, I, I was hoping that this film could help sort of lay out this lineage and this, this history. Um, and, and give us a better understanding of what might be occurring
3: today. Christine Turner, her short film, Lynching Postcards, Token of a Great Day, is streaming on Paramount Plus. Christine Turner, thanks for joining us.
4: Thanks so much for having-
2: Indeedly do neighborinos. And taking a little bit of look at my decibel action on my end, right? My niece has it on that end. That one yeah. is right significantly different as they come in on the two different computers but you have a good idea of it yeah
0: okay and we're letting it go high today
2: uh for that for that one yeah that's all right and that's because um when i play that opening intro that one's big it's loud it's nina turner giving a speech and then bone thugs comes in and we all love that busy bone is a light skin menace that we came for all right so uh trigger warning across the board for you two sitting next to me uh let me go ahead and bring us up on uh vidya as it were there we are okay so <laughs> it's gonna be fun how the left never forgets and it's bad right like uh it's well it's bad for people that aren't the left right well kinda right kinda it's kinda bad but um and so your man um joe rogan likes to have his good friend joey diaz on the show again trigger warning i don't know if you want to hear this it's a uh sexual exploitation story 44 seconds oh, of okay. joey diaz talking about how he exploits women in the uh comedy business it's ugly it's it ugly shit but, ugly, but but then again it's one of those things where like you kind of want to hear it because it's like, I want confirmation. Because it's see, this kind of shit where they say, oh, it's it's locker room talk. Right. Well, y'all say it in public a lot. Yeah. It's kind of just public talk and public behavior. Like, the club is a publicly accessible venue, and that's where Joe Rogan's good friend, Joey Coco Diaz, uh, does this business. Mm. All right, uh, let's just uh, throw that one up there. Uh, we'll go ahead and get that on screen. Mick properly fied. There we go, neighborinos.
5: Give me coke from Chewy.
2: Here we go. Again, this is Joey Diaz telling his story and Joe Rogan reacting. Now, get in mind, you know, Joe Rogan, he's a good guy, serious guy, a man of Western culture.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: And men of Western culture, when they hear someone saying something like this about women, girls, uh, you know, teenage girls, you know, he, he's, how do you think he would respond to that? Yes, and keep in mind, like men be like, hey, you know, when I had a daughter, I thought about all that. He has a daughter, so like, keep in mind, Joe Rogan has a daughter, and I always see that. You've probably seen that men have a daughter, and then they're like. I never thought about all these things. Oh my God,
0: women are people. Get out
2: of here. All right, let's do it. Uh, with much ado.
0: I had girls
5: sucking my dick and giving me coke from Chewy. You think I'm fucking kidding you? Fuck yeah, you gotta suck my dick to get up in the belly room. I'm gonna make a call for you. That's the, that's the fucking gateway into coming to Hollywood. Everybody knows that. How many girls did you have to do that? Oh, 20 of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had this little blind open mic chick dog that used to come up to me. Uh,
2: that's Joe Rogan laughing and clapping. After he said uh, he said about he's Joe Rogan and get my Joe what was Joe
5: Rogan's response when he started? Hold up, because c- he said, "Uh, you think i dick give me coke from Chewy? You think I'm fucking kidding you? Fuck yeah, you gotta suck my dick to get up in the belly room. I'm making call. All right, he's
2: saying you have to fillet my genitals to get into i think he says the belly room which Mm -hmm. is comedy room vernacular okay right so for you to get on stage and do your job you have to be sexually exploited by me first and keep in mind he's talking about oral sexual exploitation and i want to really lay this out men use urinals you know what urinals are that's a vertical splash zone where men go to as they say take a piss where other men's piss is kind of there and it's splashing back. And then as many of us have learned in the pandemic, a lot of men aren't really washing their hands and they're handling their genitals, all this urine, all these germs, unwashed hands, walking around all day, sweat, film building up. And now you have to put your mouth on that which is an open orifice that can get infected and your taste buds on that so that you can do stand-up comedy. And how does Joe
5: Rogan respond? Oh, that's the that's the fucking gateway into coming to Hollywood. Everybody knows that. How many girls did you have to do that? How many? He heard that. He said, well, fuck, what's the number,
2: baby? Mm. What's the number? Oh, 20? 20. 20? <laughs> 20. Yeah. <laughs> and then clap, Joe like clap. This little blonde open yes. chick dog that
5: used to come up to the comedy.
2: Yes, king. Oh, as God. it were. He keeps going, so he wants to tell an individual story. And remember like think about like um in western culture and how much this patriarchy really loves blondeness, mm-hmm. right? And Joey Coco Diaz, he is a western man, but he he's what niggas like me call a white Cuban white cubans are the ones that are very they're pro-capitalist republican assholes right right and like and then you see him like he's not a particularly he hasn't done a crunch in recent years right you know like he he probably isn't what one would consider an attractive man so that's like an extra trophy to him i got the little blonde one Mm -hmm. right all
5: right let's let's have him tell this story how did you have to do that? Oh, 20 of them. <laughs> yeah. I had this little blind open mic chick dog that used to come up to the comedy store with a 20 and just take me up to the belly room and suck my dick then go do a set. She was tremendous. Wow. She finally freaked out. When she got to Hollywood, bro, she was beautiful. And when she left, she had dirty fucking, her nails were dirty. And then a year later, she wrote me a letter to the comedy store, you cocksucker, you broke me.
2: <laughs> so she came to Hollywood and she was beautiful. And then after I sexually exploited her, what did it say? Hold on, what'd he say?
5: Beautiful. And when she left, she had dirt out. When she got to Hollywood, bro, she was beautiful. I didn't go doing a set. She was tremendous. Wow. She finally freaked out. When she, got- she
2: finally freaked out. When she got there, she was beautiful. He's literally telling a story about sexually exploiting a young woman until he ruined her life. Right. And Joe Rogan cheers it on. This is the show that Joe Rogan fans love listening to.
5: At the Hollywood Bowl, she was beautiful, and when she left, she had dirty fucking. Her nails were dirty, and a year later, she wrote me a letter to the comedy store. You cocksucker, you broke me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you broke me. Ha 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 ha.
5: <laughs> I kept shooting sperm balls in her fucking bar. every time she went down. Baya, pala, it ain't broken, till some. That's why he said.
2: So I don't. I don't know that Spanish vernacular he used but God. there you go a little a little joe because that's the name of the his show the joe rogan experience mm-hmm. so you're just opening up letting your folks experience a little bit of joe rogan there that's who i'm i'm not being reasonable enough right like I, i'm the cancel culture i'm just not being open-minded enough
0: definitely not to he that showed his true colors, and to think that's funny that you like there was a beautiful young blonde, innocent, pure. How you guys like them, and then you broke her, and that's something to laugh at. Like, yeah, just all the way disgusting.
2: And Joey Diaz, like Joey Diaz, is a long-time regular on the show. They've actually known each other for years.
0: Wow, that's
2: the kind of thing I look at where it's like we tend to forget. That Jay Z did a whole ass album with R. Kelly, Mm -hmm. yeah, best of both worlds. Had a tour planned. I when I I I gets ruined when I'm trying to watch the Fade to Black concert, and I remember at the end, oh fuck, he brings R. Kelly on stage, so R. Kelly can fucking cry. Fuck you, right? Mm -hmm. And like, so he he knows him that whole time, right? But then we're also remembering that Jay Z rolled with Dame Dash real tough. They were business partners and friends. Dame Dash was in a relationship with Aaliyah after R. Kelly and after everyone in the industry knew about the exploitation she dealt with at that grown man. Right. And then we all know that Jay-Z was grooming Beyonce Knowles before she was 18. We know the timeline checks out, as it were. And when you look at it, that association, Uh Joe Rogan has known Joey Diaz since the 90s. So when you think it's like... it's safe to bet y'all have hung out together and done this shit
0: and this is what you're saying on the podcast so i can't imagine what you guys are saying off of it right what do they
2: think is too bad to say on the air if that's what they think is good enough to say on the air seriously yeah right and they uh they were on what uh what is it the spike tv together and they were trying to come up with a show where and this is a real story rogan told on the show years ago when i subscribed Uh that uh that the idea was to open up the show with joey diaz hopping on the stage naked to start it and say like you motherfuckers ready for a show and it's that's supposed to be the funniest thing in the world this is why i was only subscribed to the podcast for just under three years yeah. Yeah. Like I, I like he start and he because he wasn't always like a alt right Republican guy. He really was like a goofy show uh-huh. about, with some potheads that would just talk silly shit, mm. and other comedians would come on. And then he starts trying to go down his philosopher route, and you can't do that.
0: You're funny, I guess. You you have like the humor of a thirteen year old boy, but yeah, don't try to be philosophical. Or philo- did I say that word? Uh, philosophical. Philosophical. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so let's uh get off into some other news and what have you and whatnot and this, that and the other. Alright. Oh, we got some uh some heat. Fiends Kleeder shared this with me. Um so uh Derek Chauvin, right? The um the cop that murdered George Floyd. Uh Fiend's Kleeder wanted me to uh take a look at this one. It's um on care11.com, I've ne- it's a uh, it looks to be an NBC affiliate, uh, going by the logo on the screen, and it tells us that a uh, Judge Chauvin trial Judge the judge in the Chauvin trial signed a no-knock warrant for the raid where police shot Amir Locke. Now there's so many racist stories that I can't even keep up with all of them. I do not know this one. Uh Feast leader sent me this article um, saying a source tells uh, CARE 11, Hennepin County, ju- that, that the Hennepin County Judge Peter Cahill approved a no-knock warrant that ended in the Minneapolis police shooting and killing of Amir Locke. So, this is what we talk about when we say it's a system of white supremacy in this judicial system this white supremacist judge gave a white murderer what you call a slap on the wrist and in this system this same white supremacist judge (laughs) went ahead and signed a no-knock warrant to get another black man murdered Uh it's a system (laughs) um so minneapolis minnesota Uh, The pre-dawn no-knock raid early Wednesday, where the Minneapolis police shot and killed 22-year-old Amir Locke nine seconds after entering the downtown apartment. Nine seconds. Nine seconds after entering the downtown apartment has led to widespread condemnation of the use of no-knock warrants. Folks, there has always been condemnation of no-knock warrants. It's just not widespread. It's poor black spread. Rich black people don't give a shit. White people don't give a shit. No one actually really cares except the people that may actually be hit by these no-knock warrants. Uh, the search. Uh, back to the article. The search warrants are underlying affidavits related to the uh, January Saint Paul murder case, and they remain sealed. However. A source with knowledge of the investigation confirms to CARE 11 News that the Hennepin County Judge Peter Cahill signed off on the no-knock warrant that the the Minneapolis Police Department used to enter the apartment. Judge Cahill became a prominent judicial figure nationally as he presided over the murder trial of Derek Chauvin, the the former Minneapolis uh, police officer, ultimately convicted of murdering Floyd. Alright, and yeah, Phoenix Collider wanted me to hit that one up, I don't know, because it was from her show notes, I don't know if she has additional commentary, folks know that Phoenix Collider has issues with a uh, disability and chronic pain, and cannot be on this episode today, alright, so I will actually uh, keep that link open and keep that tab open, so that when she does come back, if she does have additional commentary or follow up, we will get that from Phoenix Collider. And let me take a look over at the Faceboos. I should not expect comments. And there are no uh, live chat comments. But this, uh, when you catch this archive, know that it was live on uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and that Twitch thing, right? I'm a Twitch streamer, or whatever the hell that is, <laughs> all right? And let me move that, uh, that Brad Pitt business over. I'm not there yet. <laughs> huh. And then also, um, yeah, I'm going to save some of these from Phoenix Collider for when she comes back. But she also has commentary regarding um, a headline of Jill Biden confirms free community college won't be in the Build Back Better bill. So (coughs) so uh, and, and I noticed that it doesn't say Dr. Jill Biden. And by ignoring her Ph.D., that she was kind of only given because she had class privilege she was actually a very bad writer and a bad student okay. um, by not putting doctor in front of Jill Biden you're practicing misogyny against all white women that got something they didn't actually earn unfair bad move democracy now I'm I'm wagging my finger toward you you <laughs> know right really hmm? oh Re- no yeah that that huh, what up
0: is that bad that they didn't oh
2: hell no nah. oh okay oh, yeah. it's yeah, that, that was my full sarcasm there <laughs> buddy chief yeah because the um the liberals uh that that was that's one of those bullshit things they go on which i don't think that they're acting in good faith when they do it like when they okay. do that i say treat them snarky fuck with them laugh at them because all they're trying to do is just fill the air with some noise right um, so like oh you don't put doctor in front of Joe Biden who gives a shit and also she's not a medical doctor and so in general practice you don't just put the doctor in front of it in all areas unless they're in the practice of that profession right. like you got a doctorate in sociology okay you got a doctorate in uh what uh, The climate I think climatology is mm-hmm. an area of study alright you got one in that but like you've seen on movies and shows you're on an airplane someone's choking on a pickle Mm and someone's like is there a doctor in the house do you want someone who has a doctorate in computer science to hop and be like i'm a doctor (laughs) no nigga we want that for medical doctors right (laughs) the fuck out of here you have a doctorate in engineering we don't need you when a finger is broken And, yeah, the, the, the fucking... The liberal Democrats, they, they went um, hog wild, as it were, with that one. Okay, right? And I'm just going to be here just to announce Phoenix Khalida's show notes to you. That's just going to be the whole episode. <laughs> All right, let's see what the holy heck darn else was going on there. Looking for shit from my show notes. Oh, still Phoenix Khalida's show notes. Uh, but she's also pointing out them. Um, there is a story... Um where a woman named Katherine Austrian, who I'm guessing... uh, Yeah, these are Phoenix Kalita show notes. Let me just move on past them. I don't know why she picked what she picked. So let's uh, get right here. This one is an interesting story to me. I'm not into the Olympics. I'm not into skiing. I'm generally not even into sports. I am going to watch the Dre and Snoop uh,
7: football concert, but I don't actually really care about the football part. The other day, Another event, another controversy in Beijing. Monday's mixed-team ski-jump event, making its Olympic debut this year, saw a total of five jumpers disqualified for violations regarding their suits. Athletes from Austria, Japan, Norway, and Germany, all of whom are women, were judged to have worn loose-fitting attire that apparently gives jumpers an advantage as they saw through the air. German jumper Katharina Althaus was visibly upset following her dismissal from the event and wasn't shy in voicing her displeasure. The International Ski Federation destroyed everything with this operation. I think they have destroyed women's ski jumping, Althaus said, per German sports agency SID. I have been checked so many times in 11 years of ski jumping, and I have never been disqualified once. I know my suit was compliant. Her coach, Stefan Horngaker also shared in his athletes' disappointment with the controversial outcome. It is just strange that they have been using the same suits yesterday and there was no problem, Horngaker said. It is annoying that this happens at the Winter Olympic Games. This should all be cleared before. Norwegian ski jumping chief of sports class Breed Braten called the situation a da.
2: Yeah, um. Now. Obviously, again, I know fuck all about skiing. I don't know the physics of that. I don't know shit about gliding, flying, jumping. Slippering down the slopes (laughs) Frankly, I don't think it's a good idea To be doing that I don't think the human body should be on flat sticks And going 60 miles an hour (laughs) Down a fucking hill It just doesn't seem like a good idea I don't think we've evolved or adapted To our surroundings to be doing shit like that (laughs) You know, but this is what they're doing This is their careers, if you will Their passion And with my limited knowledge And from the images I'm seeing On the screen the women had on baggier clothing, is what they're saying, mm. which I'm guessing is gonna flap in the wind and give them like a jumping advantage. It's gonna hold them in the wind longer because the weight of their adult athlete human bodies is um. Huh. I'm having weird text messages coming in. I replaced my smartphone. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but like, so their adult athlete bodies are like they're going to be held up in the air longer because their clothing is slightly off of their body by what maybe a an eighth of an inch right it do- yeah like it it doesn't really seem to fly with me with my limited knowledge of physics and sports and it makes me wonder i know this is on brand and generic and expected of me but are the men in charge cuz they're always men just mad because the clothes weren't tight enough on the women's bodies.
0: Definitely. Just like with football because okay, if we're going to talk about it being even like men in football get all the gear to make oh, sure man. they're actually safe and then women have to go in like like the crop top. It was
2: literally and- called the LFL, the Lingerie Football League.
0: Like what?
2: And then when more people found out it existed and said, "What the fuck is this?" they changed it to Legends Football League and kept the same uniforms. I did air quotes for the people listening right. to the audio.
0: If anyone has an advantage in any sport, it's men with from the gear to their like physical strength and everything. It's men, so yeah. It's a disingenuous argument.
2: Yeah. Oh shit! You heard her say that, right? It's a disingenuous. So I just like hearing you say sentences. That shit trips me out. <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck! She's fucking tough. She said the whole thing, <laughs> right? And that when you see someone growing up, it's like that. You just trip. You just like, yo, what the fuck? It's a little person. Look at <laughs> this shit. <laughs> All right. Um. And that really is that. That and I know for me that is very expected to be my commentary, but it just. It so often is that seriously. All right, let's see what the holy heck darn else word. All right. We got the, um, the lynching audio in. All right. More Joe Roganing. This is fun. So <laughs> people value their careers. Every time I always say they're not ethical. They're profit driven. Alright, okay. so remember um, uh, when uh, Dwayne Johnson th- We I wanted to get to this story before it even got this far Really? So now I'm literally covering an update to a story that I didn't do the original coverage of and we're gonna have to do the Joe Rogan audio again for Phoenix Kalita to respond to it.
8: I, I think I, don't thi- I heard most of it. Oh, you heard it? Some, most, some of it, yeah. About, okay. Something about coercing people into blowjobs to get on stage
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know if you have commentary, but also uh, you saw the the Dwayne Johnson feller. Yes. Mr. Rockman. Mr. Rockman. Who, um, when it was COVID misinformation, he was like, all right, Joe Rogan, I'm with your brother. Mm-hmm. We got to stand up. Come on, Brother McBrotherson. Mm-hmm. And you know how big men talk. Right. Brothers. <laughs> and... Um, and then uh, apparently a nigga named Don Winslow tweeted at Dwayne Johnson and said, dear at the rock, which is right. this This is where we are. This is where we are. Dear at the rock, you're a hero to many people and using your platform to defend uh, Joe Rogan. A guy that used and laughed about uh, using the N-word dozens of times is a terrible use of your power. Yeah. Have you actually listened to this man's many racist statements about black people? And Dwayne Johnson responds. Dear Don Winslow, brother. He didn't say brother. Thank you so much for this. I, I'm not doing. I'm doing a Hulk Hogan. I'm. Yeah, I, I yeah, can't.
8: You're not. The <laughs> Rock is just. He's just like a tall man.
2: He is. He's just a big. And I don't sound like that. I'm a small <laughs> man. I can't do a big man's voice. Right. I can't fucking talk like that. I can't do. it. It's not realistic. Um, so he says, "Dear Don Winslow, thank you so much for this. I um I hear you as well as everyone here one hundred percent." I was not aware of his inward use uh, prior to my comments, but now I've become educated uh, to his complete narrative. Uh, learning moment for me. Mahalo, brother, and have a great Ugh. and productive weekend, Mahalo. DJ.
8: Now nigga, that wasn't him. That was his media team. That yeah. is too fucking polished. But also,
2: the sentence <laughs> was still stupid. This sentence was still stupid. What is this? I've become educated to his complete narrative yeah that's a stupid sentence
8: that is like
2: you know these these, these barbecue gummy bears they really do help you with with anal activity like that the sentence (laughs) doesn't roll
8: No, I get what he's saying, though, or what he's trying to convey specifically. Yeah,
2: his full narrative.
8: Right. But, yeah, but it's also that plausible deniability on the Rock's end now. Like, oh, I didn't have the full narrative when I made those comments. So now I'm allowed to backtrack it because I didn't know.
2: Yeah, like, it's, no, like, you're just another big rich guy and you saw your fellow big rich guy, people being mean to him on the internet. Mm Mm-hmm. And you wanted to hop in and fucking save him fast and yeah. furiously.
8: Yeah, I have no idea what The Rock's political leanings are, but I've always assumed he's, like, a Republican.
2: I thought he—I thought it was known that he's a Republican. Isn't I, he a known
8: Republican? I think that's always been assumed. I don't think he's ever come out and said anything political.
2: I don't think he needs to say it. I mean, you know. The roles he plays.
8: Dave <laughs> Batista be playing some roles, too, man.
2: Uh, Who is that?
8: Also a wrestler. Also okay, an I don't know action these person. But he's a Bernie bro.
2: Huh. Yeah. Wait, but like what kind... Con- because like, he pl- in The Fast and Furious, he played a cop that gleefully went corrupt. Yes. After getting his ass beat. Yes. Yeah, because uh, well, what was that That <laughs> nigga? Um, the nigga that we don't know if he's black, Jewish, Italian or what. <laughs>
8: uh, oh. No, uh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, yeah.
2: Oh. After Vin Diesel almost killed his fucking ass. Yes. Gleefully went corrupt cop. And then... um. What other films does he do? The Gridiron Gang,
8: yeah, right, like that. Like, he does play a lot of law enforcement roles in his movies. Yeah, and like yeah,
2: like he's so Republican. Let's. I was reminded in my niece, and I think you, that for Gridiron Gang, he played a white man. Yeah, the well, real man from also that story.
8: That uh, Walking Tall movie.
2: Well, I've never seen that film.
8: Yeah, where it was basically like it was a based on a real story of a guy who. I, don't, I guess, like, went away to war or whatever and came back and basically found out his town was now, like, run by, like, meth dealers. And so, like, he ran for, like, local sheriff to try and clean it up and, like, that, you know, that sort of trope story. And that's who The Rock played in that movie, too.
2: Yeah, to take matters into my own hands.
8: Basically, yeah.
2: Like a real man, fella. <laughs> right, yeah. So obviously media driven. Yes. And, um, and this was the funny part because like you can tell it's they're so obviously being disingenuous and trolling you let me run that back to where um Wait,
9: who's
8: trolling
2: caitlin jenner
8: oh did you yeah. see
2: her comments at uh at no. the dwayne johnson no yeah because in <laughs> mind, in the headline of this from newsweek is caitlin jenner hits out at dwayne johnson over past transphobic remarks
8: Caitlyn jenner can shut the fuck up
2: yeah <laughs> Right? So Caitlyn Jenner hopped on. And you know why they're doing it, right? Because they're basically saying, oh, well, if you're going to be involved in canceling that, then we're going to cancel you then.
8: Also, wasn't Caitlyn Jenner trying to work with the Trump administration, swearing up and down that he was going to be, like, good for... She. Or... No, he saying Trump was going to be good. Oh, saying he bad. was going to be good for like trans people and like the LGBTQ community. I seem to remember that. Thing. Yeah. I, I okay. That. Okay. I'm just, I'm just making sure we're talking about the same like piece of shit person here. Yes. Yeah,
2: so I think at <laughs> that point in time, you were probably about like 14, 15. You may have, you may have been paying attention to some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess Caitlyn Jenner was a big fucking American deal. Cause well, like, cuz yeah. was already like the, the big Olympics nigga and all mm-hmm. that shit. The nigga's well known. Uh, kicking it with oj and them niggas and all that yeah uh <clears throat> and um uh, caitlin jenner hops on the old twitterino there on february 5th 2022 11 16 in the p.m just up at night laying it down and uh and said the double standard is real at the rock i love you but come on dude dot 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 let's be real cancel culture has got to go use your platform and thanks for highlighting cancel culture has got
8: who Donald got canceled trump, thanks for
0: highlighting.
2: yeah cause it was um let's run back to the article uh, Jen, uh jenner replied to uh trump's tweet and by that they mean trump jr right right the um, little, the little I, I don't use this word a lot but like when white people have this perky shape of nose i call them dick face I don't use the D word that often, but for that face, like you know, what I'm t- like you instantly see. You're just like you got a fucking dick face. Shut up, right? And, um, and uh, so fucking reply. And that's what Trump Jr. has replied to his uh, tweet. do It was a screenshot that he had where uh, where the Rock uh, Dwayne Johnson said skibadipdo. Uh, do Under Armour, Ford, Apple. The screenshot says damn where the fuck is that damn tweet right live broadcasting (laughs) this is
8: a tweet from Caitlyn Jenner that you're looking for
2: it's the one from uh, Donald Trump Jr okay trying to open a new tab there it is it should open a new tab there we go I fucking hate this shit because what it does is like Twitter it doesn't open at the top of the page it Mm -hmm. opens at the middle so you think you didn't actually go to the link you were looking for So there, he put a screenshot of uh, Dwayne Johnson and his transphobic tweet from 2011, which really doesn't make it like you don't need to be transphobic. That's a weird thing to be. Just don't be that. Uh, And he said, uh, shh, don't be angry, Miss Katie. It's not our fault you're turning T-word tricks to put yourself through nursing school. Damn. Still sound like not maybe Republican?
8: (laughs) It's well, I mean, there's Democrats who would say that. Hmm. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I Joe know. Biden's literally a rapist. Right. Or, or did we forget Tara Reid that fast?
8: Uh, yeah. We never knew Tara Reid, actually.
2: But yes, <laughs> I did. Uh, I did find it and got it on screen.
8: Yeah. But also I'm confused because I'm seeing the tweet where Donald Trump Jr. is talking about, um, your, um. Uh, Transphobic attacks. But then I also see the original tweet about him and Joe Rogan being friends. The Rock and Joe Rogan being friends. You saw that one too. He said, this is a tweet from Donald Trump Jr. saying, Cancel culture really jumping the shark when longtime friends start throwing each other under the bus to please a half dozen woke douchebags going full fake outrage on Twitter. Like at The Rock did to Joe Rogan. What the fuck is he talking about?
0: So are they all friends?
8: But also who got canceled? Who? Who lost their money and got canceled who lost their job who was canceled
2: yeah canceled it's it's still undefined there is no hard definition that everyone agrees on because the people that say cancel culture they just like saying it yeah because one thing like here all the people that really believe cancel culture is real and you have a definition go to the other people that have a definition. And get together and agree on one, so that every time we say what is canceled, you all give us the same answer, so that there is no confusion. I'd hate to sound like my conservative counterpart, Gus T. Renegade, but you're creating confusion, and I think it's deliberate, which is why I just don't believe you. That's how I'm not confused. I just write you off as a white supremacist (laughs) liar. Easy. See? That's it. Gets rid of a lot of frustration. Oh, they're <laughs> racist. Done. Move That's on. Mm-hmm. Right. And people act like you can't think everyone's racist. Yes, I can. And, and then when they say how are you gonna live your life how am I gonna live my life I kicked it in Seattle I did rap shows I wrapped my way into my first apartment I lived in Florida for 12 years and had butterflies going across my face while I rode my bicycle I married the first person that was ever a domestic person that I lived with and we own a house together that's how I lived my life while assuming you were all racist it worked out quite fine Imagine how it would have worked out if I didn't assume you're all racist. I would have been murdered in front of my niece before the podcast existed. Yeah. Fuck out of here. So, yes, if you are black, assume they're all racist and buy a house.
8: Yeah. <laughs> Nigga.
2: All right. Uh, further commentary.
8: Not on that story, no. Uh,
2: can I run it back because I was... um. Tapping into stories that were from your show notes. Oh, yeah. But I didn't have commentary for them and I didn't want to just run past them without your commentary. Oh,
8: okay. Which ones?
2: Joe Biden confirms free community college won't be in the build back. Better bill.
8: Yeah. That um, Well, I think you, I think I heard you uh ups, when I was upstairs. I think I heard you mention that they didn't say Dr. Biden. That's funny to me. That yeah. amuses me. Like there's a little level of shade to it. I like <laughs> it. Because she was very insistent that you will call me Dr. Biden. I'm not gonna call her fucking Dr. Biden. Wait,
2: it was her. I thought it was more so the uh, Uh, The the people that self-appoint to be their their spokesfolks on Twitter. She
8: was co-signing them quite hard. Say word. Yeah. Ah. Uh, So that's funny to me uh, in and of itself. Um, But also, like, what did we keep hearing during this last fucking election? We have to vote for Biden because this is the only way to get harm reduction. He's the only one who can get anything done. He's the only one who can pass progressive legislation. He's the only one who can work with both sides of the aisle. This is the only chance we have to save America, right? That's what I kept hearing, this whole ass fucking election cycle and every fucking campaign promise, (laughs) right? He did not eliminate student loan debt. There is no free college. There is no... Well, he wasn't going to do Medicare for all, but uh, there is no Medicare for all. We have not raised the minimum wage. Like, what the fuck? So this is just yet another example to me of, you know, as per usual, Democrats not doing what they claim during election cycles, but also... This really is getting to a point where, like, y'all gotta talk to voters. Like, you vote blue no matter who fuckers. Mm-hmm. Y'all gotta talk to other people. Like, convince me why I should vote in the midterms. Why? So y'all can continue to not pass it. Y'all had a majority, didn't didn't increase the minimum wage, right? Remember the let them eat cake with Kristen cinema, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe Manchin fucking single handedly said fuck them niggers. I don't want them voting. Like, ruin that shit, right? <laughs> fucking like. This was one of those things. Where is it? Now tell me why I should vote. You can't give me anything that you promised me. Why should I vote? That that's.
2: Yeah. And you've had super. And and, and I think the worst part is you've had the supermajority before. Yeah. We've already seen what you do if we all come out in mass and literally give you the Congress, the Senate, and the presidency. Mm -hmm. We saw what you did with it. You sat on your fucking hands and waited for the Tea Party to come in, and then you spent the next six years saying, but they're blocking us. You could have ran roughshod that first year.
8: Remember Obama's first 100 days, he was going to put Roe v. Wade into federal law to protect it, remember?
2: Punk nigga didn't. And
8: now where are we? What's happening in Texas right now with abortion laws? Remind me again? They banned abortion? Is that? Is that is yes. that, Is that what happened? Yes. Oh, okay. <sighs> yeah. And I'm telling you,
2: like, let, let me get proud. Like, as soon as somebody says, no, we can't do the, yes, the fuck we can, I will literally say everything Obama said and actually do it. Because he knew he's a slick talker, right? Like, I love the one where he's like, I got a pin? Ready to sign. Mm. I got a pen and I'm literally signing shit. Matter of fact, I got 20 pins. Nigga, one for each motherfucking executive order. I'ma pass every minute of this day. So many executive orders. One of them's just literally gonna be go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself, executive order. As soon as you ask me a question, I'ma hold it up. Go fuck yourself. Right? Like tap hey. sign. Like, oh but but what if Protestants get offended by your bill? Go fuck yourself. Eh, fuck the Protestants anyway yeah matter of fact I'm doing all my own I don't need a press secretary I'll go out there and talk that shit what you wanna ask me well do you think that voters in Kentucky go fuck the voters in Kentucky Fuck them. They vote for McConnell repeatedly. Clearly, they can't be taken serious. Fuck them. Next question. Put Man. me up there. I don't need a Sean Spicer. I don't need a who, who was uh, who was any of them other niggas that were press secretaries. Oh God. The
8: who was that blonde lady? The Bowling Green lady. Oh
2: shit. Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. I don't need to hire any of them fools. I'll, man, I'll answer all your questions. We can do this for three hours. Don't worry. Everyone will get a chance. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> I
8: actually would like to see that, honestly.
0: Wait, Uncle Billy, so when Republicans are in office, are they? Uh, do they do more executive orders?
2: They do whatever they want to do in mass. When Republicans are in office, they just fucking go for it yep right the mm. bush administration right they like obama you could say he ramped up the drone war but that's really the pentagon yeah. and i'd say even the same with bush but like social issues they fucking go hard yeah right like di- didn't mm-hmm. california like didn't california lose um marriage equality no no they kept it no yeah. i'm thinking about prop 8.
8: Oh yeah
2: yeah they fucking yeah, they they just do their thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. and and the Democrats just go on MSNBC and say, I wish they didn't um fucking exercise their power
8: speaking of MSNBC and that fuck shit. yeah. um is there anything happening in the world today that you think is important? Perhaps climate change, perhaps wealth inequality, perhaps homelessness. Anything important? Oh, thank uh,
2: you. I think they're important.
8: Do you think that we need a full fucking panel of 5 people on MSNBC with Al Sharpton to cover a story about someone who stole steaks from Trader Joe's cuz that's what the fuck they did this morning? Man. A 5 fucking person panel I'm with about Al to Sharpton. I can it's on Twitter. I can fucking yeah, tag Yeah, go ahead and give me it. that
2: copyright violation, homie, cuz I'm playing it. Fuck that.
8: <laughs> like
2: <Shit. laughs>
8: I'm ready. The wine
2: cellar one? Yes, ma'am. Alright, folks, I wanna see this. I don't if it's an eight minute segment, I don't care. It's eleven thirty-nine. I'll play it. I'll oh, play it's it. That was only like
8: two minutes. You didn't need five people for two minutes. Someone was stealing food, William. Food. Ooh. Stealing food. Stealing. Ooh, gosh, she was horrible. That ruined that whole experience.
2: Yeah, we should contact. We we have we told you that story at all yet? No. Let's hop in before that cuz it pissed me off. So like my the first context for it is the way she says the word stealing. I didn't hear that until after my biological mother died and I ended up around the people that I was ultimately was stuck with for until I was 17 and ran away. Uh-huh. And that's kind of how they talk. Uh-huh. Like when they think they have a great point, they like lean their neck out and put extra oh, fake that. bass in their voice. I
0: know exactly what you're yeah. talking
2: about. And we fucking we show up at the Family Dollar because well, we're a household with a family and we got a dollar. We got to buy some shit. Uh-huh. Right? Let's get some toilet paper. We didn't even know a pandemic was coming. We were hoarding toilet paper before the <laughs> pandemic. Okay, so we're not part of the shelf uh snatchers. That's not yeah, that's not us. Yeah, we, we already had like eight hundred rolls in the basement. Dead serious, like eight hundred. We had the big nigga packs. Yeah, we get
8: those ninety-six packs once a week.
2: Yeah, we have those problematic oh, wow. Lexington steel packs. All right. Problematic.
8: This is a PG thirteen show. I'm kidding, it's totally not No, it's not. We just play
2: totally Joey Diaz not. and Joe Rogan. It's super not. It's not.
8: Yeah.
2: And um and so we're in that family dollar, but we see a um A black girl is getting arrested. They called the cops on An emphasis
8: on girl. Like, 14, maybe? Yeah. Family dollar? yeah
2: yes okay and come to Martin find Early. out and this is what makes it extra ugly mm-hmm. uh and you know before the extra ugly like uh we get our shit and like and we had had positive interactions with the cashier We were like oh yeah cuz like cuz you know cuz yeah. is neighborhood yeah we've been you know there like before. yeah like this is a this is a any hood any coast nigga you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying it's like all right yeah like i, I feel like i'm on 23rd street right now i'm yeah. chilling Talking to this person. And we're like, oh, what happened? Why is she, uh, why are the cops messing with her? And she goes, she was stealing.
9: Stealing. Was like stealing.
2: Yeah. And, and,
8: and then. God. And then we
2: saw the manager, right. the non black person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like, they had the product that she was stealing mm-hmm. and it was tampons.
8: Yeah. It was candy and tampons.
0: Are you serious? Nope. And they called the cops.
8: Yeah. They called the cops on a 14, 14- like the, a young girl. I, i would have guessed her to be like a freshman in high school for fucking stealing tampons and some candy
2: right tampons clearly she needs those right which instantly i'm like fucking tax me yes pay- i would love to pay a tampon tax and make I, those free I women really... aren't choosing to have periods they aren't exactly. like yo
8: it's not coming soon enough squirt squirt no
2: Why <laughs> just doing that
8: i really wish we had gotten there earlier so like we could have seen her stealing and just be like we'll just buy your shit for you just don't just don't
2: yeah because they're gonna ruin your life which i'm sure they fucking i'm sure they have yeah because what that was uh that was 2018 yeah yeah we're four years out from that if she was 14 she's 18 now i can't imagine things are going well right and like i know people that people don't want to hear that no think positive thoughts shut up stupid Shut up. You're fucking stupid if that's your reaction. And I don't respect you. This is the stuff that Phoenix wants me to stop saying on this show. It's not good for branding, is it?
8: I mean, it's not useful. It's, it's um, maybe I just throw a little nuance on it. Like, we are hoping for the best, but realistically, we understand that the odds are not in her favor.
2: Yeah, like, really, yeah, like if your response is, I'm being negative, the thing is, I'm hoping for the best. But realistically, I don't think the odds are in her favor. And you're not stupid. And I do respect you. I always have. You can tell by the recent episodes. Play the past year. Oh my I think God. highly of you.
8: Oh, no. All right, that so is that's gaslighting why lighting. That's why I say stealing like that. Yes. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was horrible. All right, oh. so. But yeah, fucking. But speaking of stealing ms
2: al sharpton and the eternal perm which again like <sighs> always with the so one of the first things i learned about um misogyny as a child was that this man that a lot of black people like named james brown is a woman beater yep. my biological mother your grandmother told me that when i was a child because she didn't hold back on shit huh right Al Sharpton's hair is permed like that because he wanted to look like James Brown in like the 70s. And he has never worn his hair natural since. So keep in mind that the guy that's going to be leading this panel is his show, right? It's a politics nation with Al Sharpton Uh that this is a guy who basically fashions himself after a woman beater.
8: I mean, at least he's not wearing those tacky ass suits like he used to be wearing. Remember when he used to wear those Steve Harvey suits back when he was fat?
2: Oh yeah, but then, but oh, then he, yeah. but then he turned into a little crip. That folks, look up the picture of when Al Sharpton lost weight and posted it. I swear to fuck, he looked like a little crip with an old man mask. His shit was funny looking.
0: Oh yeah, no.
2: he did. He looked like a little gangbanger. That shit was funny because he's like <laughs> eight million years old. He's like older than Bernie Sanders.
0: Yeah, I seen him on the Tupac documentary. Hmm, Which one? Um, the one where he dies at the end. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Tupac resurrection or something. Yeah, yeah. And Al there's... Sharpton was t- with the sh- the scene where they show like the political people talking about how rap is. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. He's one of them. Yeah, he shows up in a few of those media appearances, right? <laughs> but you know who did show up in one of those, and they were on the side of the kids. Fucking Maxine Waters maxine who is still in the senate today yes and she showed up in a 1994 documentary about the gangster rap and was on the side of the working class people with that one mm. yeah all right all right let's get to the the segment that Phoenix kalita set up here
7: it is true that people are just walking in and walking out with it no there's no
10: doubt about it i mean uh, you go to a local pharmacy, drain weed or, or right any of them, and you've got to get someone to help assist you. I mean, they, they have to.
2: The- uh oh. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna have to cut our my. Or actually, no one. No one talk. I have to turn this shit way up. Yeah, their shit is low.
7: It is true that people are just walking in and walking out with it.
10: No, there's no doubt about it. I mean. Uh, you go to a local pharmacy, drain weed or, or right any of them, and you've got to get someone to help yeah. assist you. I mean, they, they have the little button there. Yep. You hit the buzzer, and the guy comes over and unlocks your toothpaste. Yes. I mean, we're talking about basic stuff. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's
11: exactly. As
10: well. What did I miss that we now have to lock up toothpaste?
7: <sighs> yeah. And. Well,
10: and I'm just curious, Rev, really quickly. I mean, Eric Adams said he's going to do his best to fix this. I'm just curious. I mean, he's got a governor who's saying, well, I don't know that we want to give the judges any power to make decisions on whether they've seen the same bad guy in front of them like 12 times in the past week. And then you've got a DA. I know you talked to the DA. The DA's going, oh, we don't want to punish anybody unless it's like really bad you know so yeah you can steal whatever you want to steal and yeah we won't do any jail time and then you've got you know then you've got a woke uh, city council i'm just curious is eric adams gonna be anything well he's obvious officials who want new york to remain chaotic Well, I think he's got a challenge there because there is a debate in the criminal justice system and there are those that are concerned, including me, about overloading the system in the jails with petty crimes. But at the same time, you cannot have a culture where people are just at random just robbing and stealing and is out of control and is put on the front page of newspapers, which only encourages others to do it. Uh, In fairness to Eric, he's only been mayor five weeks but in, okay, uh, yeah. uh, but even as I'm fair to him, Eric, they're locking up my toothpaste.
7: <laughs> I, I'll <laughs> say... Come on, baby. Go on. I'll say that, uh, you know, first, just a hamburger over near New York Post makes <coughs> me hungry. Uh, I've been up for a few hours now. Yeah. Um,
2: but I think this is a, points to a larger issue, though. There is a sort of just sense that things just aren't quite right. The city's a little bit out of control. Crime is up in 72 of the 77 NYPD precincts. Uh, okay. So apparently in two thousand twenty two, Al Sharpton and the crew just now found out that the toothpaste and shit like that is locked up in some stores.
0: Like which- that's always been a thing because they hate homeless people. It's like there's so many things I wanna say because I really think that homeless people shouldn't well people in general shouldn't have to pay for like basic hygienic products because Not everyone can afford it, which is why a 14-year-old girl goes to jail over stealing tampons. Like, people need toothpaste. People need body wash. Yeah, that's all I have to say.
2: See, I should isolate that one and put it on the Tic Tacs. Yeah, Yeah. and also, it makes me think, like, so where have you been shopping normally this (laughs) whole time for, like, the past two and a half decades? Where have you been shopping? Somewhere
8: bougie. Somewhere he he makes MSNBC money. Somewhere that we can't afford to go.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and then before then, like, radio hosts, right? And radio when it was a six-figure gig. Yep.
8: And I think my biggest uh, commentary about this is um, just noting that this is becoming... Uh, more and more of a trend, right? They already started doing these type of stories on the West Coast, particularly in, like, L.A. and San Francisco about property theft. Remember, we co- I think we covered it on here <clears throat> where they were saying that, like, I uh, was it, like, Walgreens or CVS had to close stores because of shoplifting? But then when you actually go back and look, they decided two years before that they were going to close the stores already. That was your show notes, <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. But they're, like, but the media is spinning it to be like, oh, it's because of shoplifting and it's causing all this revenue and losing jobs and, like, fucking... <sighs> I don't know how much people get paid at Walgreens. I assume it's not a lot. Like, if you're really concerned about those jobs, pay the fucking workers a living wage then. But anyways, um, but it really is becoming a thing, and it's very concerning to me that especially coming, um, the era that we're in, just coming off all the Black Lives Matter protests and shit like that, we're talking about police brutality, we're talking about criminal justice reform, and the media's pushing back by saying, shoplifting though, right? (laughs) Mm. Never a fucking segment on civil forfeiture. Never a segment about uh, something like wage theft. right? Not segments about actual violent crimes like rapes, right? Where are we at on that rape kit backlog? Remember when we had that? Where is that at? Has anyone done a follow up? I have questions. You know, that type of shit. But instead, all I'm hearing about is goofy shit like shoplifting, which signals to me that we're about to see some major increases in uh, tough on crime legislation, uh, funding police, expanding jails and prisons like that is coming down the pipe I'm telling y'all Like It's already horrible Obviously But it's about to get worse And they are trying to um, Set it up. What the fuck does that What the fuck did Don Chomsky call that shit Um a Manufacturing consent. consent Yeah Yes we are right now Manufacturing consent For a crackdown um, on poor people, and then keep in mind too that also, uh, with the economy going the way it is, COVID happening the way it is, the wages still haven't gone up. There's going to be more and more desperate people, obviously trying to survive, and this is how the media is responding. So, get ready for that uh, increase in the jail population in the next year or two.
0: Um, what is manufactured consent?
8: Uh, manufactured consent is where you keep trying to convince someone that they want something until they finally agree that they want it. Basically, oh, okay. We're like you know it's something that we see a lot with this you know uh criminal justice stories like you'll hear about crime wave crime right uh right now they're doing with police right they're saying that uh there's an increase of police deaths we have to protect police we need legislation to protect police because police keep dying police keep dying the part they're not telling you they're dying from covid COVID was the biggest killer of police last year. Not fucking actual work-related shit. COVID. But all you hear is half of the story. And then you're like, well, maybe the police are in danger, right? Same thing with this. They're shoplifting. They're shoplifting. They're closing down stores. People are losing their jobs because of shoplifters. That's really bad, right? We should do something. But the something is never more wages. It's never preventative programs. (laughs) It's more jails, more police. More fines, more
0: tickets Yeah, because that's always, like Uncle Billy said, it's always a thing Like I've always seen it locked up in certain areas Yeah The Mm -hmm. hygienic products locked up
8: Well, I mean, but that's also a very big thing though Because how, you have to remember that the system we have is designed to keep you in the place you're in Without ever um, getting higher up on the social ladder, right? Uh Uh-huh So obviously things like food and personal hygiene products are the first things that get locked up Because what do you need to survive? hygiene products and food who's gonna fucking hire you if you show up smelly exactly you're not gonna get a job (laughs) i think i first
2: (laughs) thought that like um when i saw uh uh, the razors locked up yeah and i noticed like it was and i I, obviously i wasn't looking at uh the women's razors which are different blades and handles than men's razors but (laughs) men's razors were locked up Mm -hmm. and like It didn't really take a lot of seconds or minutes, if you will, to think, oh, this is a customer service economy. And if you show up with your face already shaved to a job interview as a man, a male, you know, a a, a cis man, cis men that show up with their face already shaved. Mm -hmm. You're more likely to get hired. Right. And so like this is literally blocking that out of here. Light skin killmonger getting the cat out here before they scratch up the futon uh, the, um <clears throat> yeah like they're they're blocking them by locking that shit away yeah. I think I was like in my late 20s when I saw that like right before I started podcasting
8: yeah no absolutely that but then also even if you keep going so what groups besides uh like obviously cis men right cause we're talking about shaving but then who else starts to get fucked up when you think about shit like that women who have PCOS guess what they get facial hair hold up PCOS is <clears throat> <clears throat> i will find it for you because i don't want to say it wrong <clears throat> okay <laughs> um but right fact based exactly I think it's something. Poly-
0: well yeah i'll cystic. list to you yeah oh okay. what do you think Poly- it is um where like something with your hormones and i think like a lower amount of estrogen so you you have more testosterone than most women yeah do. you have
8: more testosterone and your body's trying to overcompensate so it produces extra estrogen
0: oh that
2: okay
8: <clears throat> polycystic ovary syndrome
2: polycystic ovary syndrome yes wait so this is like related i hear cyst in there
8: mm-hmm. is this
2: car, 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 carcinogenic? no neg- just neg- cyst
8: is in like you get cysts on your ovaries okay like just yeah just like sacks of fluid sacks of fluid sacks of fluid i believe i think there's fluid in them but yeah you get like sacks on your yeah and um Go on. <clears throat> and so you so you have the cysts but keep in mind so now if you have that condition you're more likely to have facial hair <laughs> as a woman mm. and then also keep in mind of all women which women are most likely to get pcos or have pcos
0: women of color
8: black women shit <laughs> right and then you know you keep thinking about this so wait who else needs to shave trans women <laughs> right try real fucking hard to pass Like, yeah, so now we're like, wait a minute, this has gone way beyond just a dude shaving for a job interview, and all of a sudden it's like, well, now, right, you know, and this shit just keeps going and keeps going, and it's, of course, not just shaving, right? It is deodorant, it is toothpaste, because, you know, you're not going to get hired if you have the bad hygiene, and then, you know, the more marginalized you are in other ways, the odds are your hygiene is already bad, because you can't afford to have good hygiene as is, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we already know that... There's, like, discrimination in hiring practices for, like, trans women and black women, right? So, yeah. like, you may already be poor, and now you can't even get shit to get clean to get the job. <laughs> it's, it's a mess. It's bad. Horrible. Yeah, so, yeah, food and deodorant and toothpaste, and it's fucking tragic. It's horrible. You know, people are stealing things they need to survive. Oh,
0: no. Like, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do to help people that are stealing these things? Or are we are going to they just, what is the word? Like, demonize them as if. <laughs> people that steal these things like just are stealing because they're kleptomaniac
8: oh yeah that's a big thing is they're um, very insistent on trying to frame it that the people who are stealing are doing it um, because they're bad people or because they're trying to resell something like anything to avoid the fact that a lot of these people are actually just desperate and hungry and wow. just need to eat so you know <clears throat> there it is but of course you know this is a panel full of millionaires so none of them are going to say anything reasonable like maybe we should raise taxes on millionaires and help people
2: like no we gotta get
0: these thieves out of the streets
2: and like and i don't know the name of the uh the fifth person but for this like you said they had a five-person panel yeah with fucking mika brzezinski and joe Scarborough.
8: i think it's joe's
2: show i think this was joe's show oh this was on um okay this was on morning joe i
8: think i'm pretty sure
2: okay so they're supposed to be there but then they bring in willie geist yeah who I don't know what the fuck he's supposed to be doing there, and Al Sharpton. Who remember this is Morning Joe. Al Sharpton's show is at like fucking 9 p.m. Yeah. So just fucking hey, get the old Negro up. Happen. It's about stealing. Come up here, black man. Bring your James Brown cut. Talk about stealing. <laughs> and then, I don't know who this guy with the cowlick haircut is. Yeah, like th- these five people not necessary.
8: No, they're not.
2: And then I was just looking for something for funsies, and I did not successfully uh, make find it. Oh, yes! Because I was trying to find um the uh, where Mika Brzezinski asked um Rick's oh shit, I think I may have fucked around. It says this page does not exist, motherfucker. Because it's Mika's, Mika Brzezinski asking Rick Santorum, why aren't you working on white men with guns? It's because I think when I see clips like that, I don't understand why Mika doesn't just have her own damn show. She's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. All I got is a screenshot from it. As it says, uh, Santorum weighs in on Trump's Muslim ban. (laughs) I swear to fuck. I'm going to look for just a little second more because we Mm -hmm. have to keep the show going. Yeah,
8: because I just Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, just because you really wanted that one. Fuck
2: yeah! Just because I, I I want I want my niece to see it because it's funny to me.
8: Mhm. Um. Okay. Well, I guess while you're looking for that, um, <clears throat> did you do the Chauvin one about the trial judge from the Chauvin case? I did. Okay. I did it successfully too. <clears throat> successfully, you say? Um. Let's see. Oh, do we want to do the um the Vermont mother fucking asshole? The Vermont mother. Uh, who called right... the cops on her kid?
2: Yes, right after this. <laughs>
7: Is not all Muslims are jihadists, and no one, including I suspect Donald Trump, would say that. But the reality is, all jihadists are Muslims.
12: That's a reality. And we
9: have not all Muslims are jihadable, but all jihads are Muslims. And start defending all
11: Americans because we're not right now. That was Republican presidential candidate and former Pennsylvania Senator Rick Santorum at last week's early debate, and he joins us now from Washington. Good to have you on the show. Thank you, Mika. So go ahead. Yeah, why
10: don't we start with that first one? I mean, obviously, though, all terrorists aren't all terrorists aren't Muslims.
2: I mean, um, you you look at look at look at Mika's face. This shit is hilarious <laughs> to me. I love I it don't know
0: disgusted. She
2: should have her own show and just let her go off. She is so fucking funny to me.
10: The planned parenthood attack, the guy associated himself as a, a Christian who was pro-life. So
7: it's what you said is not exactly accurate, is it? Well, I said the word jihadist. I, I didn't say the word terrorist. And and the answer is yes. All jihadists are in fact Muslims.
12: And in fact, the the reality is that uh, that we have to be very very careful. in
7: and, and having uh, and we were talking about the the. Comp- Smart
11: guy, you're telling Muslim Americans.
7: But here in america no most are not most are not well i mean
11: care is a good example of that they argue. are not well why aren't you working
2: on uh white men with guns mm. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. why aren't you working on white men with guns what are you doing
11: I mean come on uh, Rick Sancti, come on, you uh, know I, better you're a smart guy He doesn't you know it's um, the world
13: and and I would say even here in America no most are not most are not Well, I mean apparently sure the example
11: aren't even of that around they are on you. not Well why aren't you working on uh, white men with guns I mean, come on, well, Rick Santorum, well, you know I, that, better, you're a smart guy. You're I telling Muslim Americans that. they all need to come out and talk about the tiny percentage of, of their community that has kind of, quite frankly, wreaked havoc, but yet, you look at the data of white men with guns wreaking havoc on this country, why aren't white men all coming through? I, I why don't I you actually, call on them to do that? I, I mean,
2: actually... Mika's <laughs> make, make funny as shit to me. Uh, yeah. And I get she's on the clock. She's doing her job. She is not actually trying to save the world. But I'd like a world where I get more segments like that.
0: That was Mm. definitely funny. Okay. He did not. He's like, thank you for calling me smart. That's all he (laughs) got. Okay, no, and you really. had... Oh, I was like, that really is that
8: thing, though, with, like, the whole, like, white supremacist mindset is that so much of it is built on politeness and lies. Like, they do not know how to respond. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you just ask a direct fucking question. It's like, wait,
0: we're being blunt? We don't do that. <laughs> yeah.
8: Yeah, this fucking piece of shit. Stop selling black children to white people, goddammit.
2: Right, speaking as a black person that was sold to white people.
8: <sighs> Stop yeah. fucking doing it. I want to punch this woman in the face so bad. So bad. You don't even know.
2: All right, that's face punch Kalita.
8: Yes. Well, she fucking deserves it. Oh, this is the story? Yeah. Okay. So, in May, Kathy Austrian... Austria's literally in her name. Like, how fucking white can you be? Uh, Kathy Austrian called the police after her then 14-year-old came home with... And also, I'm gonna throw in my commentary at the end because I want y'all to hear the way that they're framing this. This is a child that she adopted but the way that they keep talking, like, trying to not talk about the fact that this child is black, and the way they keep talking about her son, yeah. and, like, they don't mention he's adopted until, like, almost the end of the article.
2: Even the, um, mm-hmm. I, let me piggyback on you right there, my bad. Mm-hmm. Even the picture, Yeah. like, I swear it's like strategically <laughs> cropped and shot so that you see her face mm-hmm. over his shoulder hugging him yeah and I have a screen shared for the so, folks uh, viewing yeah. and you see her hands you can't see his hair texture yes you, you can. can't see I, I can not see, see it
8: myself I could see that was the first tip off was actually that picture because if you scroll up right there you see it right there on the side of his head you oh, see ah, that he's right there that there curl. It is. and I was like that is not a white child. Uh, and that was uh, how I knew. And, like, they keep trying to say that they're not trying to show um, the face, like, because it's a, you know, this is a minor, so it's, like, for protection, but whatever. I don't think that's I don't too. think that's why, why. did he
0: have to have a hat on? Like, yeah. Yeah.
8: yeah and really that, a yeah. Knicks fan? All right. That, I'm being snarky. But, yeah. but right. yeah, that was actually, like, that picture was actually my first fucking tip-off that this story was going to be a motherfucker, because I saw mm. that little piece of hair, and I was like, No. So, Kathy Austrian called the police after her then 14-year-old came home with dozens of vapes stolen from a convenience store in Burlington, Vermont. Uh, Austrian wanted her child, who has struggled for years with behavioral and mental issues, to learn right from wrong. But after police came, the situation took a violent turn. Get out of here. I said I was going to wait until the end, but I'm fucking not. All right. So, um, so then her then 14 year old, right? Again, like there's like an implication that this is her child. This isn't a foster care adoption situation, but also uh, implying he doesn't know right from wrong. Like, is it behavioral issues that he's acting out or does he legitimately not know? Like, this is a weird way to say that he really doesn't know. This person really doesn't know right from wrong. Mm, Come on now. And then also after police came, the situation took a violent turn. Like they magically fucking appeared. You called them, you called the guys with guns. And you're like, I don't know what went wrong. (laughs) So Austrian's child was sitting on the edge of the bed and would not respond as officers tried for almost 10 minutes to coax the teen into turning over the vapes according to camera footage. The officers remained in the doorway uh, as Austrians searched the room and recovered all of the vapes, vapes except the one in the child's hands. Uh, NBC News is not identifying the teen. Oh, who is non-binary? That's a good update. Okay, so the child is non-binary and uses pronouns they, them, um, which also, like, I feel a type of way about that, too, honestly. Whoa, why? Uh. <clears throat> um, because they're... Uh, well, it, uh, it, it's something that she says later in the article. But that's so, why though. you told
2: me a show prep. I remember. Yeah.
8: Okay. Yeah. Austrians spent about 15 seconds trying to get the teen to hand over the vape. 15 seconds. Then officers moved in, repeating they would have to arrest and handcuff the teen if it wasn't turned over. A vape pen. They are going to arrest a child over a vape pen. Well, I'm, maybe this will get a five-panel segment on uh, MSNBC, too, because this is apparently just as dramatic as stealing steaks, stealing a vape pen.
2: Right? I want to see Al Sharpton come on and be like, hey, Ben, five days, you can just <laughs> get the damn vaporizer. And you can vape that shit.
8: (laughs) And now it's it's locked. They're locking up my vape pens and my toothpaste. And my toothpaste. Uh, The officers pinned Austrian's child to the bed and tried to pry the vape out of the teen's hand. The teen then lunged at them. Lunged? You lunged? Lunged sounds very aggressive. And just for a recap, two police... uh, held a child down to a bed and started grabbing him and threatening to arrest him and handcuff him but it's his fault because he then lunged at the two big ass armed men with guns who were trying to arrest him child's fault clearly Um, so the officers then uh, forced the teen into a prone position according to body footage uh, body camera footage Um, paramedics arrived about 15 minutes later and put a mesh sleeve called a spit sock over the teen's head. They then injected the teen with ketamine. Isn't that how they killed someone? Didn't they kill Who was that? Elijah?
2: Damn. There's so many, but yes. Yes. Elijah something.
8: Yes. I'm pretty sure they killed him that way with the overdose of ketamine.
2: Yeah. Was he the one that everyone was like, oh, he's
8: so cute. He was so sweet. He was such a good boy. He was like
2: collecting kittens or some shit.
8: Yeah. I don't, I mean that, I guess that's nice. Whatever. I I really do hate that shit though Where they be like But he was so good Like that's lovely But you Even if he wasn't good You can't just fucking kill people With ketamine Like what the fuck
2: And I have the pig's uh, (laughs) Body camera footage up here
8: Which also like Why do they Why does this kid have a damn uh,
2: Punching bag up there Right And an exercise ball Okay Yeah where's the You're trying
8: to get him to learn Right from wrong Where's the bookshelf Right where's the books Where's the toys Is there like a TV I don't know yeah, Anyways. Like a, yeah, just a yoga mat. Just exercise equipment. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, so they gave him ke- uh, gave the child ketamine and then carried the limp body out of the house. Austrian, who is 64, 64, and still don't know that you can't just be calling cops on black people. Okay. Uh, si- Austrian is upset and says, it's just something that you would, <laughs> that you never expect to have happened.
2: Yeah, from this video, if the kid is black, they're super light skin.
8: Okay. Uh, it's a problem that has plagued law enforcement uh, law enforcement for decades. How police respond to people in a mental health crisis, yet police departments have been slow to reform their tactics. Okay. Despite our efforts to really improve responses and create alternative crisis responses, I think we're still a bit of a ways from that, says Shannon Scully, a senior manager of criminal justice policy at uh, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Okay. In Burlington, for example, a key reform was implemented months after the incident involving Austrian's child, the dispatching of social workers to certain calls, but it wouldn't have been used in this case. So what was the point of making a policy if it's still not going to help? What? Oh God! All right. Um, and then they also point out, uh, where is it? Uh, this are Now they're talking about um, police doing training, and that's actually the part I'm trying to skip past because they're not gonna actually do that shit. They don't give a fuck. Right. Um.
2: <laughs> uh, something I'm thinking while you're looking for the next spot is mm-hmm. like, um, the people where it's like, all right, well, if something's happening to you, don't you gonna have to call the police? And it's like, now that I, I've always said go fuck yourself like I've never been able to call the police because they're useless and they're dangerous mm-hmm. but then also if shit really is going down yeah I have to call the police because they made it illegal for me to just handle it on my own exactly. right or else if I didn't have to worry about the police I would just walk around strapped and handle that right motherfucker walking up on me on a bus stop nigga before you get fucking 15 yards near me I'm just gonna let off right, right? put five in your belly and watch you bleed out don't come too close. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's illegal to defend yourself yeah. against
8: aggressors. It's actually... Self-defense is actually really not that legal. No, it's mm-hmm. not. Um, And it's actually, like, legally, too, different in court. Like, it's an affirmative defense. You have to prove it. Yeah. Like... Well, <laughs> Yeah, um, so they're noting that people in a mental health crisis are 16 times more likely to have fatal interactions with police, uh, according to the Treatment Advocacy Center. Experts say that officers are often unprepared, but their presence alone can make a situation worse, because every time an officer is present, it can escalate to a situation that might not have otherwise escalated. Really? Really? Uh, Burlington police, it notes, have had three deadly interactions with in- individuals who have mental health issues. In 2013, an officer fatally shot Wayne Brunette uh, because he was behaving erratically. Uh, the family was given $270,000 in a lawsuit. In 2016, uh, an officer fatally shot 76-year-old Phil Grennan, who was facing eviction during a mental health crisis. Wow. Really?
2: Uh- wow. I'm noting that because I, I I noticed something. There's an open drawer, yeah, on a dresser that's missing one of the drawers. Like, who the fuck was, was this a suitable home to bring a child into? But fucking um, uh, in the drawer is a is a book written by Chuck D of Public Enemy about hip hop.
0: Mm, okay.
2: Yeah. So there is a book. There is a book. And I can't really complain about this one.
0: (laughs) All right. (laughs) And in
8: 2019, Douglas Kilburn uh, became irate during uh, a mental health episode. And an officer, uh, he went, he was trying to get into University of Vermont Medical Center. An officer told Kilburn to leave and cursed at him. Uh, which prompted Kilburn to punch the officer. The officer struck back, punching Kilburn three times. Kilburn, who was in poor health, was found dead a few days later, and his death was ruled a homicide, but the state attorney general declined to file charges.
2: Wait, is the state
8: attorney general an elected position? I thought that was an...
2: Is it elected or appointed? For, for what state a, is this?
8: Vermont. I think it's appointed to be the state attorney general, right? Let's see. Like you're nominated or you can uh, be voted into like districts, but I don't know. Um, <clears throat> now, the two officers who were involved with the incident at Austrians home have never had training. According to records reviewed by NBC News, uh, Austrian said she. Now, this is the part that actually pissed me off about this fucking article, because uh-huh. this is where they mentioned he's adopted. I read through all that shit and they didn't say none of that. This is the one. Austrian said she didn't hesitate to call the police on her adoptive child, right, who has been diagnosed with early uh, early childhood developmental trauma, ADHD, and an intellectual disability that day in May. Austrian said, it's up to me as an adult to do the right thing. So the right thing is calling the cops on your kids over vape pens. All right. Uh, Burlington police officers were already at the convenience store where the alleged theft took place because workers had called 911 after the child left. Cashiers told the officers that the teen threatened them with a knife and a mallet, uh, but Austrian says it was kitchen shears. One cashier described the teen, who is 5'8 and weighs about 230 pounds, as awkward and scary, according to body uh, body camera footage. The same two officers then showed up at Austrian's house. <laughs> This isn't the family's first interaction with Burlington police. Austrian had called 911 several times before when her child was at risk of hurting themselves or others. Those incidents were resolved peacefully. So she just calls be calling the cops on this kid all the time, apparently. Like, why'd you fucking adopt? Or are you getting a check for having them in foster care? Uh, Austrian said the teen's ADHD medication had been uh, recently increased and they'd received an MRI for a heart condition. Uh, and that they had been acting erratic and distant. She also told police the teen didn't have weapons and handed them the bag of of vapes and explained there were more upstairs. Roughly 10 minutes later, her biracial child was on the floor screaming. Do you see the way they fucking wrote this? The way they fucking wrote this... All again, all this shit, and just now they mentioned that he's adopted and biracial, and has had the cops call on him multiple times because he has behavioral problems, probably from childhood trauma and abuse. Makes me want to go
2: back and see the beginning of the segment up to this moment.
8: Oh yeah, and then also this picture of them that also makes me think that yeah, like I see his hair. Mm,
0: I know I yeah. the video was like purple
8: in my. Yeah. Head.
2: Um, and uh, the Vermont uh, attorney general is elected. Okay. Uh, 43 of the 50 states, they elect the attorney general. Okay. Right? So um, when I think that, you said the attorney general <clears throat> said, Hey, yeah, to homicide my ass, buddy. Mm-hmm. Police unions donate to attorney general elections uh-huh. and uh, special prosecutors. So uh-huh. the police union gives them money so that they can run their campaign, buy signs, hold office space pay people to get flyers out and do stump speeches Mm -hmm. right they pay they got to pay for all that stuff with a budget Mm -hmm. and so that's what we talk about with campaign finances and campaign donations so if the police union donates to the attorney general Mm -hmm. who also works in the justice system Mm -hmm. some might say that's a conflict of interest might be but in western culture it's not And then that's what keeps happening is these attorney generals that get money from police unions Mm -hmm. turn around and say, hey, they investigated themselves and found that they did no wrong. So I don't think they did no wrong. Yep. And then when you look at the whole system in general, where it's like, I could be like, why isn't MSNBC talking about this? Imagine if all the news stations talked about police realistically I think I talk about them realistically, but I have a staunch bias against them and everything white already. Yeah. But, like, if they just talked about them realistically, talk about the 40%, talk about all the police rape stories, Mm -hmm. holy balls, Mm -hmm. right? Like, while Ferguson was going on, and this one, I'll say it straight up. Like, a lot of people be surprised that I'll say this after a lot of my recent coverage, a black cop raped a white woman in a jail cell. Mm-hmm. But all we knew was Michael Brown going on because they won't talk about that shit with police. Right. So what's right. going to happen if they do talk about that with police? Mm-hmm. Oops. An accident happened. An accident happened. Or they call the police for help and they don't really want to show up. Right. That's like um, uh, the uh, we were working at the Boston market. Uh and um and the police used to always kind of hang around the building and that was because the general manager of uh, Rhonda Sweet uh, who was a public figure I'm not just saying she was actually on the Hell's Kitchen show Mm -hmm. she lost she I think she made like one or two episodes in Uh, and she fucking lost on like sweet potato casserole or some shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally a Boston market product and um and she stopped giving them free meals because it's kind of bad for business Right. Yeah. Cause they, they would just come in like 20 deep Damn. and just rack up free meals every single weeknight. Mm-mm. And after that, like a few months after she stopped giving them free meals, someone did try to rob the store. Their response time was so wicked slow that if we didn't do a stagger to open and walked in and they caught us slipping, They would have plenty of time to rob, kill everybody and get the fuck away. Their response time was so deliberately slow because, you know, Orlando, you know, Colonial Drive. Mm -hmm. Cops are up and down that block all day. The Orange County Sheriff and the Orlando PD. Oh, you've seen it your whole life, really. Yeah. And suddenly they ain't there. I can't even like we dead up waited like well over fifteen minutes for a police response. Wow, shit was but and and the robbers were in the parking lot. They could have actually got them and got the caller and hit their fucking quota. Oh my God. Yeah, because we were look we were just looking at them niggas because uh, when the um. Sorry. remember when the joint across the street was like some dog grooming place or something uh-huh. that was where we would park to do our staggered open of the restaurant and we're literally just sitting there for like 15 just, and, and um, the, the old school homegirl Josephine that would uh, work back there uh-huh. she was the one that made the original call when she saw us pull up she was like oh nah come over here I think they're trying to pull some shit cause they're literally sitting there with dark sunglasses on and their hands on the dash waiting for us to slip with gloves on their hands dumps I almost use ableish like stupid ass motherfucking criminals and the pigs literally let them go because they were bitter about the Boston market not giving them free food I believe it and like so imagine these people start talking about cops seriously oh whoops Al Sharpton, somebody in a random truck with no license just drove him off the road. Oops.
8: And, and I want to point out, too, that, like, what you're saying is actually not hyperbolic at all because literally, what, like, last week, didn't we just fucking cover, who was it, Cori Bush? Cori Bush. Where yes. someone, like, slashed her tires or shot at her car or something and a cop, a current New York City cop who's also one of, the, like, the founders or higher-ups of uh, Blue Blue Lives Matter got on Fox News and said this is what they deserve. Sometimes lawmakers have to be the victims. Remember yeah. that say yeah like cops are terrible yeah and even then like stories about the fucking cop stories we've covered like that town in alaska where every cop on the force has been convicted of domestic violence every That's,
2: single one yes or the, or, uh, or like you you, wow. you you know you know the michael brown story yeah. wait wait, yeah the michael brown story who was the one that killed him oh
8: fuck right. owen wilson oh owen wilson is an actor right Owen
2: something Wilson it, something? It was something, man. Uh Shit. Yeah,
8: Google it up. Who Darren, killed Michael Brown? Darren? Yeah, Derek Chauvin. His
2: name kind of messed up the name game. <laughs> yeah, that's the only name that's going on in my head. Darren Wilson. Darren Wilson. <laughs> yeah, Darren Wilson. He actually... He got laid off because he was with a police department. And keep in mind, this is a police department before 2014. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. everything is Black Lives Matter, this, that, and the other. A police department that was so bad that it did get defunded and disbanded. Yeah. And one of the things they did was they beat a black man, bad as fuck as they tend to do, but then charged him for getting his blood on their uniforms. Mm Mm-hmm. This is American policing. Yeah. When people say, I have a friend that's a cop, well. Tells me a lot about you. Yeah, and also, I'm, I would say, uh, what? so, what are they doing right now? What are they doing? Like, what? what is your friend that's a cop? When you're not hanging out and they're mm-hmm. being your friend in the backyard, what are they doing? Are you watching them at all times? Mm-hmm. You know what the fuck they do? Because I don't. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh nah, shit. Nah, okay, yeah. where were we going with this?
6: Oh,
8: right. So, uh, just <laughs> finishing up this story. So, okay, so apparently this lady just be calling the cops on this child all the motherfucking time. For some fucking reason. Um, and she was upset at watching him screaming on the floor. Oh, right. And, of course, they're framing of this. They're just now mentioning he's adopted. Just now mentioning he's biracial. Um, and she's as upset because she said it was like he was like an animal being pinned down. And then says... After all this, now has the audacity to say she believes race was a factor. Get but you called me. them. I don't. Th- she says, "quote I don't think they were responding to my child as a child. I think they were responding to my child as a black man." You have got to be shitting me. A biracial black child who's five foot eight. They treated him like a grown black man. You say?
0: Exactly.
8: Oh wow! Damn. Okay didn't What's
0: see it coming line? i don't know if the word is nuanced it's nuanced nice where i feel like i i can see in the video he does like have behavioral issues and like you yeah. mentioned so i feel like it's like what do you do that's why we really need to deform the police because there should be someone mm-hmm. else to call you shouldn't have to call the police Yeah, you shouldn't
8: they should have like social workers and counselors and shit but then even note how they mentioned that they have that now in this town but mm-hmm. for a case like this they still wouldn't have come because this was theft He wasn't a danger to himself. I mean, I guess he was acting out because he was stealing, per se, but he wasn't, like, a danger to himself. He didn't have... You know, he wasn't, like, trying to hurt somebody. He just stole some shit. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, so, of course, the police are going to be the ones who come because it's a theft. And that is a problem in and of itself. Right.
2: And while you were reading, I was doing digital work, so I missed some of the commentary, some of the journalism you were going over. Yeah. But um, did anything mention how long she's had him in her custody? I haven't
8: seen anything that says that. It just says years.
2: Yeah, because, like, after years, even after, like, one year... It starts to become the result of your parenting. hmm Right? Although
0: they like, did
8: mention in here that she's a single mom, hmm. which is an interesting tidbit. Like, I don't—because I don't know if that means, like, she's overwhelmed because she doesn't have a support system. I don't know if that's what they were trying to imply. I don't know, but Yeah. And
0: then, like, oh, oh, go ahead. Also, did they mention, did she know um, about his, like, mental health issues before? She had
8: to have. Like,
0: they, trust me, they
8: evaluate the fuck out of kids before they sell them off. Like, you better be
0: ready because that's not easy to deal with. It's not, honestly. Um,
8: And so then also they note in here that the teen has now been charged with retail theft, assault of a protected professional, and assault with bodily fluids because he spit on a cop. Assault with bodily fluids. And the best part, how much do you think this, these vape pens he stole? What do you think the, the total worth was? He stole, like, 15 vape pens, I think. Vape pens? Probably, like, mm, under $200. $200. More than that.
0: Oh, 500
8: A little bit more. 700 800 800, 800. <laughs> mm-hmm. 800. But less than $1,000. He just got, like, basically, he's getting charged possibly with a felony because she called the cops on him because he stole $800 of vape pens. Like,
2: Also, where the fuck? Because I've been in these shops. The vape, <laughs> vape pens are locked behind glass.
8: Uh, well, yeah. the uh, person behind the counter said that he threatened them. I don't
0: know. Or they.
8: They threatened them, yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Well, she's Wait. raising him to think he's like a white man with white privilege. Who's behind the counter, Carol and Bryant? Uh, they didn't say. Lindsay Ellis?
8: Maybe. Um, but And then, uh, police chief John Murad referred the case to the Burlington Community Justice Center, which provides an alternate path to resolving charges without going through the court system. But after reviewing the incident, he concluded that it was an appropriate use of force. So tell me how this is supposed to get better. The police chief said this is fine. This is fine. Tell me how it's supposed to get better.
2: Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know.
8: Yeah, and um, the last thing I think I'm going to mention in here, because this is like a long-ass article, Yeah, um, is this was something that caught my attention. They noted in here that the decentralization of law enforcement in the United States makes it difficult to quantify the number of officers who've been trained to interact with people who have mental illnesses. So we don't even know. Like, there's not even a tally of how many cops have done this training. Like, and I don't think the training is going to be particularly helpful, but the fact that, like, we don't even know if cops have taken it, like, think, there's no there's no go, record of it.
0: Why are they the ones that they tell, like, those parents to call the cops if the cops aren't even training for it? Honestly.
8: Um, they don't care. They don't they really, really care don't
6: about us.
8: Care. Yeah, it's just and it's just more about this white woman whining about how it was such a nightmare and so traumatizing for some shit that you brought on because you fucking called them.
0: Okay, maybe he's trying, like she's worried about herself he literally had to go through it she's, she she's whining
8: this outcome of this incident has placed an even larger divide in my child's lack of trust in law enforcement then why the fuck then did why you did call, call them
0: the cops if you know he doesn't trust them cuz like, he's a black man he's what 5'8 200 pounds, And you keep yes. calling the cops on
8: him yes Like, come on now. And then arguing, like, but he's a baby or he's non-binary. Why are they treating him like a black man? Are you fucking kidding me? Why are they? I don't know. Tell me why you think they're treating him like a black man. Tell me.
0: Oh, maybe (laughs) because he's black. Like, God.
8: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. Just wild. Yeah, me. she's
2: just getting a white woman welfare check. Foster a child, get a check. She's getting a white and the thing, she's getting a Joe Biden tax credit check too. And if you look at the room that she had that child posted up in, she ain't spending no money on that fucking child. Yeah,
8: the fucking bed was on the floor. The there's no carpet. There was hardwood floors, but there's like no rugs, no carpet. There's like no toys, Played no games, mental, no like, like posters. Role. And it's winter. There's...
2: Vermont is up north, like here.
8: Yeah. Yeah, um, and there, yeah, there was no personality in that room. It was just that one book in a drawer. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a boxing no, thing. Yeah, but like so, no, like I, like posters and games and what the fuck ever.
2: There I, were, well, there were there were um, burned CDs and open jewel cases on the floor. I noticed that in the shot because okay. I, I kept rewinding it while you were talking, just yeah. looking at the police body camera footage. Yeah, yeah. So. so let's let's run it back. Let's go back to education. <laughs> All right. Yes. Um, Keep in mind, majority of people in the education system are white women. So when you're talking about the school to prison pipeline, Yes. it is Alice Sebold at the helm. The school leader now understands that this is why I listen to a certain content creator that calms me.
6: <laughs> All right.
2: Because I stay pissed off. All right. A uh, little quiet time for us. Loud time for them. Again, we're back in October, then we'll jump to three days ago. Yep.
14: Growing over the Riverside teacher captured on video dancing with a fake Native American headdress, <laughs> the video going viral on social media. The math teacher involved was placed on leave pending an investigation. Today, protesters gathered outside the school district office calling for changes in policies and curriculum, and for the teacher to be fired. Eyewitness News reporter Leticia Waters joins us live from Riverside with the vi- just find that real quick, quick so we can see. On-
2: Let, let's watch her do her dance once again. Because this is, again, fuck it, play it. The video going viral. Oh, damn. For the people listening in podcast audio, this is a white woman in what appears to be a, is that a blouse? Yeah. That's a blouse. Yeah. Okay, she's on a black blouse and some sort of pink striped squared and black and white stretch pants. Something like that. Oh, those stretch pants. Yeah. Business friendly stretch pants. I wouldn't call them business friendly, honestly. They're not business friendly. Folks, look, if you're listening to the podcast audio, go fucking watch the video of this one. This is ridiculous. All right, here we go. She's really doing this shit.
14: Headdress. The video going viral on social media. The math teacher involved was placed on leave, pending an investigation. Today, protesters gathered outside the school district office calling for changes in policies and curriculum and for the teacher to be fired. Eyewitness News reporter Leticia Waters joins us live from Riverside with the very latest on this. Leticia?
13: Well, good afternoon to you. Jordan, John, uh, John North.
2: Leticia. Mm-hmm. She don't like that Leticia shit. <clears throat> call me no fucking Leticia. I'm trying to be white. The fuck's Leticia. wrong with
13: you? Leticia. <clears throat> High school just getting out right now for a second time in a, in a, since last week, organizers were out protesting that video that went viral, demanding that the.
2: Uh, she, she has, um she has those Jefferson Beauregard Sessions ears, <laughs> kind of that Keebler elf ears.
13: District take measures not only to terminate that teacher but also to include more Native American studies for students. Outside Riverside Unified School District offices, protesters gathered to call for the termination of teacher Candace Reed after a video of her performing a mock Native American dance wearing a fake headdress in her math class surfaced. Organizers say they are following up on demands they sent to John North High School where Reed teaches. Reed was placed on administrative leave after the video of her teaching students the trigonometry mnemonic "Sokatoa" went viral asked for a response.
2: Folks, I swear to fuck, I understand you folks that I I see the numbers, you people that listen to the audio, you have got to see this fucking (laughs) video of her dancing around this goddamn classroom. This is some of the, I've seen some weird shit in my day and in podcasting. That is out there. (laughs) What the fuck is is that? We, yeah, I guess we've covered some stuff. I saw, when I was a child, I saw adults do shit like that. You know what? You did not. I, Folks, I had Washington State privilege out the wazoo when it came to my teachers. I had nothing but Mr. Schuessler's.
8: <laughs> ha,
0: ha, 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 Bonds ...within a week to let us know our, what the result of our demands for our termination and the, an apology to the family and to the child who filmed this. An ap-
2: uh, the individual that was uh, speaking right there that you just heard, they have on a uh, baseball cap. Uh, with a picture of the American bald eagle, and it reads "Native Pride." And she has on some earrings that, Felix Leader, Kings, what 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 are those?
8: Uh, they are beadwork earrings, so a typical indigenous uh, jewelry. All right, a- handcrafted, most likely.
2: Yeah, that that that's who's spitting right there. And yeah, them nostrils, them ain't European nostrils yeah and to the child who filmed this
13: an apology they say they are owed for reed's insensitive and racist depiction of their culture she
2: took it wait wait hold up i need to rewind because there's somebody in the shot holding a sign with crt on it and their mask is on their chin i want to see if i can't see more of that sign it says oh he's calling for crt his sign says crt now history
8: culture she took it way too far and you know she had to be under some rock not to know how offensive that is nearly two
2: dozen you <laughs> but she did know that's the thing she wasn't under a rock she did know it's just that I think with white people, it's kind of like it's it's a game of roulette with public racist behavior. Oh yeah, because it's like, am I going to be the one to lose my job? I don't know. Hop on the roulette wheel, the racist roulette wheel. Everybody hops Mm. on it. It's a what what was that shit that we used to get on that was utterly horrible as children? Oh, the 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 lazy Susan, but for human beings. Yes, yes. What the hell is that called? I carousel.
8: think so because the carousel like has the horses right although it does go around in a I think circle it, I, so maybe that
2: was I think that was the language we used in Pierce know. County yeah that
0: shit I, I think older heads was that around in your childhood the one where you have to get on and it's spinning in a circle? Yeah. Yeah, it was around. It made me, like, nauseous all the time. What the fuck? I
2: can't believe the boomers let that one ride. Okay. Because they, they did do a good job at to nicening up our play toys on the West Coast. We had West Coast. Oh. We had
8: that tire. I told you about that tire shit we had.
2: You grew up in the Midwest. You grew up in the South. Y'all have no idea what it's like to have some adults around that care about you. <laughs> God
13: damn. Supporters gathered in the parking lot to demand the school district include diversity training and Native American history for both teachers and students in the classroom. 13-year-old Landon Iglesias belongs to three local tribes. He and his mother came to show their support.
0: I watched the video and kind of hurt my feelings and it was like, wow, you know,
15: like, I was like, oh, that actually happened.
0: I wish people would help
2: teenagers with TV appearances. Mm-hmm. Like one simple thing, like you have a smartphone now. Here we go. We're gonna do this segment. Why don't you take ten minutes and type up a note of what you want to say, so that you and just straight up, it's okay to just read off the note. Yeah. You know, so that you can get like a better sound bite, and that mm-hmm. you'll be happy with your sound bite when you click on it and you see it right. on our website later. Yeah. Like, come on, like help help these fucking kids out, yo.
8: Some of the adults too, really.
2: Yeah, yeah, see? E- equity, equity. a she's a good lefty.
0: <laughs> wow, you know, like, I was like, what actually happened.
11: <laughs> he takes his culture very serious, and...
0: Oh,
2: she's trying not to cry.
11: I'm glad he wasn't in that class. He would have been so offended and hurt. I was hurt for him and
2: for his people last week you know that's the cold shit that's somebody she said I was offended I was hurt right like me like I'm not offended and I'm not hurt I don't mm-hmm. think it's because I'm so damn callous but it's because I wake up in the morning expecting this shit mm-hmm. but like the the folks what the, the right wingers the men's rights act they're gonna they, everybody's all offended by everything mm-hmm. and it's like no there are people and maybe you should actually listen to the person who actually is offended yeah Yeah, because you're fucking grimy.
8: Well, I mean, yeah, but they don't care because the goal is to offend people. Like, they're excited about this because, like, we upset them and she's crying. Like, this is a win. Yeah. You know.
2: And what do you do with people like that? Do you debate them? Do you continue to have a civil society with them? Do we have a civil society?
13: No, we don't because they're here. Riverside Unified School District did release a statement calling Reed's behavior offensive and saying it did not reflect the district's values. But the school district isn't the only one the group is hoping to hear from. She has yet to issue a public apology. She needs to. Op- what the? They
2: just cut to the teacher again. I got to see. I, I want to find that video without news coverage around it. I want to see the full video. That is ridiculous. Apologize so
4: to all of her victims
13: now a bill that was signed into law will require high school students to take a semester of ethnic star- study, studies starting with the class of 20
2: 20- now you see how her last name is juarez mm-hmm. she white all right don't let nobody tell you like oh no that's like some new ethnicity no the fuck it ain't that is a european person she looks just like crystal ball yeah
13: 2030, but organizers say something more needs to be done now. Reporting here in Riverside, Leticia Wattis, ABC7 Eyewitness News.
2: All right, so that was from October. Right. There's an update. Apparently it happened
14: again at SoFi Stadium. A fan attending a Rams game says he was sucker punched in the stands two weeks before the 49ers fan was left in a coma after a violent altercation.
2: Okay, and and it just auto-played and I just wanted to hear what that auto-play was. (laughs) And, oh. and also an article by Leticia Juarez. Leticia. Leticia Juarez. That's how I say it. All right. So the school board for uh, Riverside Uniford Schools, mm-hmm. uh, they have an update oh, from good. February 3rd.
15: Uh, we are back from closed session, and I'd like to report that we did take action on one item. The board took action in closed session to approve charges for dismissal against the following certificated employee. Employee number one, five, six, four, eight, five, with the following members voting yes. Lee. It's important for the record. For the following members voted yes. Lee. Because like I'm on the clock, buddy. No clapping. This isn't, this isn't a <laughs> fucking comedy show. Members voted yes. Lee, Farouk, Alavi, and Hunt. And with the following member, Voting no, Kinnear. Hey, say their name louder. Who voted no?
8: Wait, keep playing it. It'll show up in the subtitles.
15: Okay. So, with that, that's the only action that we took uh, during closed session. So, we will begin. We, brought... uh, we are back from closed session. And oh, I'd, shit. I'd like to report Did that cut... voting Please no, the... God damn it. Alavi and Hunt. And with the following member voting no, Kinnear. So with that that's the only action that we took. Yeah, why does
2: it not Lee Bruck they voted yes. Uh, yeah. in session. So we'll Damn, cuz it's 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 a cutoff. Elvo- oh, uh, Aloe Aloe V and Hunt and with the following member voting no and then that's right where it cuts God, off 45 come on, seconds. Man. Ah, ha, ha. Get that nigga on camera. I want it, it should be like the Supreme Court where you have to issue your dissent. But it needs to be verbal and on video. No more of this written dissent shit. Stand up and say it like Kevin Hart's uncle is what cheering the fuck you up. What is on. her last name? Reed. Oh, uh, the, what uh, Reed? Candace Reed. Okay. All right, and while you're doing that, uh, something that Phoenix Collider brought to my attention. Yes. Try to get this in the best chronological order I possibly can. What did I do? Uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff happening with the Pitt man.
12: First, who came back to their homes in the flood ravaged lower ninth ward say they thought they were buying their dream homes for affordable prices. But now they say the problems just don't stop and they want the make it right foundation to really make it right.
2: So Brad Pitt uh, made homes for folks post Katrina.
8: Yes. Yeah. Kinnear. It was Kinnear was that last name ah how's that spelled k-i-n-n-e-a-r no picture of him no nah. i can't even get a first name all i'm seeing is a last name shit all right so yes brad
2: and phoenix leader brought this to my attention let me know if you want any pause points in this okay or if you want to bring up your own articles because okay. i set this up i was like i set this up in a way of like i don't think phoenix leader is going to make it to the show today <laughs> so I, I i set this up a little different
12: As you drive across the Industrial Canal, the homes in the Lower Ninth Ward stand out. Dozens built just feet from where the Industrial Canal levee broke in August of 2005, flooding the area. The homes built by Make It Right, an idea hatched by actor Brad Pitt back in 2007. His dream, to allow people to come back to this community.
3: Remember this, this is a house about dignity. Thank you
12: the homes were sold as being cutting edge from a design standpoint. Some could even float. Others had escape hatches, all billed as state-of-the-art.
9: What we're really talking about here is a, is, is a building of respect. Respect for
3: the individual, respect for the family who, who's going to inhabit it, and respect for the environment around it.
12: But 10 years later, the conditions of some of the homes, anything but ideal. Mary Peacott and her husband, Mike... Had a wooden deck on their home. They say within just a few years of buying it, the deck was full of mildew and mold. And see, it just started getting black. And I I
1: said, Michael, why do you think this is black like that? He said, Mary, I don't know.
2: Ooh, that's a southern accent for you. That is where Boosie's accent comes from.
0: Michael and Mary. He said, I don't know.
2: Man, that's country. Mm -hmm. And so I'm guessing that wood was not weather-treated. Oh, Blog Talk Radio. I I, I see you want me to stop broadcasting. (laughs) Let me go ahead and just get away from you then. Goodbye, Blog Talk.
1: Mm. Yeah. So then they told us that it was bad wood, so that's what happened with that.
12: Make it right, replace the wood. Across the street, another make it right home, boarded up. The Peacots say it had the same issue, mildew wood. One down the street had to have a roof replaced and another is being redone. The issue there, design concerns.
1: I personally was under the impression that I wouldn't have a problem with anything for 30 years.
3: Are there issues with the make it right homes? Yes, there are issues with the make it right home. There's one right there.
12: Constance Fowler lives in a make it right home. She's become a neighborhood activist on problem okay. issues. But
8: also, why the fuck are all these houses so ugly? What is the obsession with when you give shit to, like, poor people that it can't be nice? Right? These houses are fucking, like, not just because they're fucked up and, like, poorly constructed, but, like, physically, the colors, the shapes, they're fucking hideous.
2: Wait a second. See, that's what you're saying. Like, you're saying that they're, that because they gave it to poor people that, but, mm-hmm. but this is what the white man said in the beginning.
9: It's a building of respect. It's
8: a
2: building of respect.
8: White people lie, you know that.
2: mm mm-hmm. See, always remember what a white person says because they gonna go back on their word. Always remember,
0: and preferably right. with receipts.
14: <laughs> it's stripped to the studs for all that repair work. Are they That's in- not very. Oh. Shit.
0: What up? Are they in California or
2: Louisiana?
8: Oh, yeah. yeah. This is after uh, Katrina. Yeah. oh yeah
2: okay. this is this this was supposed to be for them this is what this is how Brad Pitt helped the the downtrodden Negroes
12: mm.
2: after Katrina
12: very sustainable make it right says the roof on this home had to be replaced it was flat and needed to be slanted to stop leaking but two years later the home is uninhabitable Ma-
2: you see I've seen I understand buildings have flat roofs. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of houses with flat roofs? No. Why the fuck would you even do that? <laughs> yeah. So this is just a place for him to exercise bad ideas and see what would happen. Like, as per casual, we get used for experimentation.
12: hmm Make it right declined an on-camera interview and also decline to speak about specific cases. But in a written statement, the group said, Our homeowners' well-being and privacy... Are some of our top priorities, and we work closely with them to address their concerns. Each situation is different, and we are currently coordinating the necessary follow up with the appropriate parties to address any areas of concern.
15: So,
10: we have a lot of families that have houses that have to have remediation, and Make It Right is actually going through the steps.
2: Duke Cuz looks too much like Danny Glover.
0: I was thinking that. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm
10: fixing those problems with those houses.
12: So is this something they need to fix, too, right here? Oh, yeah. What Long-time the fuck is he wearing? Fucking the- like rest in peace,
2: T-shirts. It's Louisiana. <sighs> you know it's all about putting a face on a T-shirt. That's part of that culture down there.
12: Neighborhood Association president. He lives in a make-it-right home and has also followed the problems closely...
10: So you wound up with a wood that cannot stand up to the weather. So you have to make the
9: changes for it, and that's what they're doing.
12: But residents just want answers on the long-term
1: future of the area. And I thought everything was great until things started happening.
2: And this story does. This nigga is wearing red pants. Don't tell me shit about Obama's fucking tan suit. This newscaster is wearing bright red ass Ronald McDonald. Is he not motherfucking-
8: supposed to be? Was right. it not supposed to be a full body shot? Like, God. it doesn't even look cuz he's wearing the suit jacket though it doesn't really right? match like, the suit jacket.
0: I mean he had a red tie, I'd be like maybe it was on purpose, but
8: it really no, it really looks like he thought he was going to be sitting down the whole day and got put on this spontaneously. It didn't have time to change.
2: And it looks like he has on a wrist brace too. Like was it he helping does. Tariq Rashid move DVDs? What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is happening? Oh, this is not no. part of the story, folks. This is just the wine cellar people being rude and mean. All
8: right, travelers.
2: Travers? That's, that's his, his name? name. Travers, Travers Mackle? <laughs>
4: Man!
2: He's oh. the worst backstreet <laughs> boy ever. Travers?
0: Why not Travis? Trevor.
12: They wanted Travers. Travers. <laughs> Here we have much more in our mobile apps oh, and no. right now at WDSG.com. And he
2: has a Twitter. Should we tweet at him like, "Yo, why was you wearing them wild ass pants?" I kind of
4: want to. Nigga,
2: <laughs> like, it was not Easter Perfectly. Sunday. You did not have to have those pants on. Stop. And why did they match your jacket? McTraverman, and so uh, it continues uh, to update the uh, the the Brad Pitt deal. Mm-hmm. Skippy flip bop a dibble do.
13: Yes. There are still issues with Brad Pitt's make it right homes in the Lower Ninth Ward after Katrina Pitt and then-wife actress Angelina Jolie started a nonprofit aimed at rebuilding the area. But this week, a house built by the foundation less than a decade ago was torn down after it was plagued with problems. And tonight, as Paul Dudley reports, a local attorney representing some homeowners says the foundation's legal team is purposefully delaying any hope for justice.
10: Oh man, I'm so happy this house is gone. Just like that,
9: another Brad Pitt Make It Right home is gone. Torn down after the city of New Orleans ordered its demolition.
4: This is the second demolition of a new construction home. This home just turned nine years.
9: The house in the lower ninth ward was built by the Make It Right. Jesus. What's and sold easy in
0: 2000- like, what is that? Cardboard?
9: What? Yo. Oh. Jesus.
2: Yeah, I kind of want to say what you said. What is that? Cardboard? Damn. Them niggas made them houses with plywood. Nigga, <laughs> I've seen dog houses built better than that.
9: Eleven. neighbors say there were first problems with mold and water intrusion and that eventually make it right what the, hell? Oh the goodness, owner. The but then they did nothing.
4: Housing. So make it right is owned it. It literally For looks years, like someone is breaking a box.
0: It literally looks like the three little pigs like making you know, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> makes me want to play Green
2: Jelly to close the show. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, have
0: I played you Green Jelly. I think oh yeah, it's
2: 1992, buddy. Got to get with the real. All right.
0: In here
4: with,
14: with the lawn mowed every two weeks and paint put on it.
4: Heidi.
2: Okay. I'm wondering if this is the same woman from the previous video. I'm pretty sure it is. But in the previous one, her hair was green, and in this one, it's purple. Yeah. So she's just doing
9: her thing. <laughs> the problems. The property sat, rotted, and eventually became an eyesore.
7: Everything from rodents to to, to people
10: going in and out of the house. You know, a lot of burglaries, lots lots of burglaries going on.
9: It isn't the only problem for the foundation. Yeah, I
8: imagine there would be. You can just walk right the fuck in there. You can just kick their door down (laughs) and
0: get what you need to get. Yeah. Just just huff, puff, and
2: blow the house in, you know?
8: (laughs) And I just also, like, want to note, too, like, as we're watching these, they keep talking about these, like, houses being unlivable. They're getting torn down. Have they mentioned yet where all these fucking people went? Because someone was in those houses before they got turned down. Where are those people?
9: Oof. Like, can we maybe
8: talk about that part?
9: It's worth asking that built and sold the homes in the aftermath of Katrina. Over the years, neighbors have reported issues ranging from rotting wood to water leaks to foundation issues. In 2018, attorney Ron Austin filed a lawsuit against Make It Right. Austin says the foundation's legal team has been defending, denying, and delaying the process. Still there's nothing of this, man.
10: To the people of the community, those people literally took their last dimes to buy those homes. Every time it rains,
9: he's This neighbor says he has no plans to sue anybody, but his make-it-right house leaks when it rains, and he'd like some help. Uh,
10: I've reported it several times. This is Louisiana, looking- you say? Yeah. New Orleans? Yeah.
8: The place that gets, like, hurricanes all the time?
10: The Gulf
2: Sea.
8: And his house just leaks when it rains.
2: Yeah, kind of by default.
8: This is why people hate five
0: hundred one c threes.
2: Yeah, like it's not really a house; it's more of a fight club. You know.
9: Got it. Said we're gonna get to you. Haven't heard from them. been the third year. We too also tried to call the Make It Right Foundation, mm. but were unsuccessful. Paul Dudley, Eyewitness News.
11: They just look. The literally lawsuit looks looks it.
0: Like I don't know, they look nice, but they're not real mm-hmm. houses
2: yeah it's like fucking um like souped up trailer homes
0: yeah so messed up
2: yep and um and yeah i just had that i think i also had this guardian article but i wanted mm-hmm. to play those video clips because I, I I like i like using the video clips He's yeah
0: performance and then they're the same ones that like didn't they adopt kids from africa mm-hmm. yeah so they're just they're just not racist that's the... They're not racist,
8: right. Which also, like, apparently Brad Pitt is an asshole. I didn't know that until recently. So... Really?
0: They always make him seem like he's so humble and... Yeah, and he I'm... always
8: Yeah, he always has that, uh... Like... It always seems like he's, like, a nice guy, but apparently he's an asshole because I guess it came out that uh, while he was married to Angelina Jolie, she was um, one of Weinstein's victims or attempted victims, mm-hmm. and then Brad Pitt, knowing that, still went on to work with Weinstein while they were still married, which is a little fucking weird. But, weird. um. I'm oh, not. That's not, not
0: weird. Yeah. It's, it's
8: Western culture. Gross. But, yeah, I think this is also like a conversation about nonprofits and 501c3s. And I hate this whole like celebrity activism shit. Like, let the actual activists do it, just give them the money. <laughs> like, we do right. not need celebrities involved.
0: Or actually we, think it through. Like, I feel like you should have did, like, an apartment or a a hotel that's, like, a temporary hotel for people to stay in and let it be free. Like, nope,
8: can't do that. But, yeah. And that really is, like, a problem with the 501c3 issue, though, is that, like, some organizations, right, because it's Brad Pitt's charity. I'm sure it gets tons of money. But what are they putting out? This is the same shit that the Red Cross did in Haiti after that earthquake, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the Red Cross got millions of dollars and they built, like, ten houses, like, for the whole fucking island after it got devastated. And it really does, like, create this sort of culture where people think that they're an activist because they're involved with these organizations. Even though these organizations don't actually do anything, they're not producing what they're supposed to produce, they're not providing the services and serving the communities that they're supposed to be serving, but because he's rich and it's a 501c3, people fall in line. And it's also, like, really frustrating, too, um, from a perspective of someone like a Brad Pitt, because that shit's all tax deductible for him, for that, like, all that money in the 501c3. So he's like, still not even giving up his own money because it's a tax write-off. But like, you could just give people money. You could give people real houses. You could ask the people what they want instead of just showing up, which is like this white saviorism thing that happens a lot with charities, is like people just show up and be like, you look downtrodden, I'm going to help you. Here's what I'm giving you, without talking to you to be like, is this, will this actually help you? Will this actually make your life better? Is this what you need? And now here the fuck we are, again.
2: (laughs) my hey Brad Pitt is an actor and a business investor. He's not a developer. Right. He doesn't understand architecture. Right. He doesn't understand the foundation of a house. He right. doesn't understand uh, uh, what, what builders have to do. What are the, mm-hmm. the highest quality materials? Right. Right. As an actor and an investor, he knows how to get on camera and make a funny face and and mm-hmm. as an investor, he knows that if I pay this much into it, I will get more back, and that is addition. Yes. He knows addition. Right.
0: Or making things look good, because even the houses, like, they look good, but they're, yeah. they're not even livable. Right?
2: And even when you say making them look good, rap Pitt's not an architect. Someone else did that. Oh, so, yeah. So all he really knows... So I can't even say he knows what looks good. It's his opinion, if he's the one making the final say, so He's just like... I like that one. I want the downtrodden Negroes to live in that because I think it's pretty. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were, they did look like miniature versions of houses on the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, yeah so they I did. So like,
0: is this Hollywood? Like, is this California? Yeah. yeah.
2: So he basically went down to that area and said, I want to make a cute little black neighborhood that looks like my big, rich, white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. oh Jesus. I, yeah. I just, like they'll be so shit.
0: grateful for this, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, right. It's like that
8: shit. Like Ashton, Ashton Kutcher be doing too. Like he's. Has a charity that uh, rescues people from sex trafficking?
2: Oh, that I remember. He was that motherfucker, and like, thank goodness I was getting some um, some ideological practice to sex workers' rights right before that happened, or I could have fell for that shit too. Because mm-hmm. I think he had the the T shirt on or whatever said "Real, Real men, men don't, don't buy, buy girls. women." Yeah, I thought it was "Don't buy girls." Oh, I thought it
8: was women Well, yeah, I, yeah.
2: Because they always think they, they play that aspect. Right. To it. It's a emo thing. The
8: average age of entry is 11.
2: Yeah, if I remember right. I could be uh, I- incorrectly. Yeah. All right, folks, I fucked up. What? I fucked up.
6: What okay. did you do?
2: Uh, well, I was more obsessed with trying to set up this new smart device than setting up the show structure so that we don't go over an hour. (laughs) So this episode is two hours. We could have just did two episodes. Now I... Right? Which is better uploads, more clicks as far as business goes behind things. Mm -hmm. So I do not have a new smartphone to set up tonight after work. But also, no, today's Wednesday. We have to go to the other facility. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so maybe next week. This week unfettered wine cellar <laughs> next week hopefully controlled wine cellar
8: yes all right let's get the heck darn yes, up out I of have, here because i have funny stories to do next time so funny stories i put two funny ones well we'll make them funny oh. i put two florida stories in the show notes thread all right and some folks looking at the camera this is my
2: attempted um bump cap of festo uh, coming <laughs> together I have the A-cab on there. All cops are bastards, including your bastard uh relative. And Daria, of course. And I was thinking about putting the Bernie Sanders that Phoenix Khalida brought on the side, but I haven't asked you yet.
8: Oh, you could have the Bernie Sanders.
2: Okay, cause you got cause that was like your you, you don't you donated to a political campaign I to get that did. sticker. I
8: did.
2: Yeah, so I didn't want to just like take it here. It goes on my bump cap that <laughs> might get rained on and destroyed. <laughs> Alright, let's get the fuck on, man. Uh, done, let's go ahead and turn off all the fucking streams. Twitch, get the fuck out of here.
8: What if you cross them, though? Cross the streams? Cross the streams.
2: In the afterlife, I'll do that. Oh! Uh, YouTube, <laughs> I'm done with you. Facebook, get out of here. But shout out to uh to Tommy uh, Carbo. Uh, up in the joint Uh, Tommy Carbo left three comments on the Facebook live uh, the final one being once again the celebrity activist clown car uh, uh, has rode into town here in Minneapolis All right, thank you for being the person tuned in live yeah Uh, we'll be back around but we don't have a tight schedule and Facebook live we're out of there oh shit damn okay and podcast audio you also gotta go